Valverde. What? I thought you said he was a getaway driver. What the fuck can he get away from me? like only your boys here can do it. It's week 16 and we are fired up to give you all the ammo you need in your championship round as usual. To the left of me I got Houdini. Across the way I got Stag Party. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com and uh, let's let's get after it. It's been a long season that's flown by uh, but it's uh, a lot of us if you guys follow us year round and uh, there's kind of not an off season, uh, so it, this well, is kind of the accumulation this... to of all the stuff and work you've done. Championship week, baby. Exactly. This is it. So this is why you do it. Everything is nodded and, and points towards uh, this week. Hopefully, a lot of you listeners are there. Um, if not, you know, do, you'll get. We'll talk on the show about some things you can do to be better for next year. But um, in general, I I, do, I suggest any league you're in, if you don't make it to the championship. Put some money on the table with the people that aren't in the big game and make it at least fun. Uh, can win some money even though you're in the in the as we call it, we call it the turd ball. Um, so <laughs> now we got a lot of emo- it's basically emoji. The emoji's the turd, and then the uh, Asian rice ball. Well, That's- how about this one? So my my buddy's playing in a league where the team that ends up losing as having the the worst record or whatever. At the end, they always have a destination draft. So the last person that finishes last has to pick the place, plan the whole trip, and and uh, yeah. So wow, that's that's a pain. That's listen to what happens in my big money league. Last place, you, you do. I I did not make the playoffs in this league, but I'm in a I'm in the championship of the Turd Bowl to win 400 bucks. Um, but basically, it, you go to it's a it's a loser bracket tournament, and the bottom two teams that lost last week in that are playing each other this week, and the loser uh, throws in another two fifty. Oh yeah, that hurts. so yeah, so that and it's already an expensive league, so it's like you are in last place, you're a total dildo, and uh, guess what, you owe another two fifty to the pot. Fuck. Um, all right, let's. Uh, Let's get after it. If you guys uh, know, we go off um, NFL.com, go to schedule. It's week 16. 
Um, we actually, it's pretty exciting. We got no Thursday night game this week. Thank God. Um, but we do have two games on Saturday, and then as well, we have two games on Monday. Full slate. Uh, I think the NFL thought uh, Andrew Luck would be playing and around when they gave the uh, the Colts all these games in um, in prime or early uh, windows. But that first game at uh, 4:30 Eastern Saturday is Colts at Ravens. Um, so let's start there. We'll start with the visiting team, who which is the Colts. Uh, you want to you want to lead us off? Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, oh yeah! All right, oh, sixteen oh, minutes yeah. into the show, I can see my first syllables. The only, the only person you should be starting in this game is Jack Doyle, and I wouldn't start anybody else. Like uh, Frank Gore is going to give you that back end safe flex production. You know, 60, 70, 80 total yards, maybe a touchdown. Uh, but you're, it's a lot to bet on for a Frank Gore sort of resurgence in this one. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have been much more effective against running backs as of late. Uh, and also, you know, the only place they're really weak is against tight ends. Mm-hmm. But they did lose Jimmy Smith, so that gives T.Y. Hilton that sort of, you know, fuck it, chuck it type appeal in maybe a flex spot or wide receiver three. But there is no real reason to go out and say you've got to start T.Y. Hilton this week. No, well, there's been no super comfort level with T.Y. Hilton throughout the year. You're playing him and you're hoping for those hits that he's given you. Now, that was the one thing that, you know, we had that discussion at the beginning of the year. Was T.Y. Hilton going to – what type of player was he going to be without Andrew Luck? And he's pretty much kind of put up the same sort of stats that we thought, but I think he's kind of done it in a more – it's happened more through a couple of big games. Uh, you know. But that's always been his trademark, so – uh, but again, I, I think if you're playing him, you're not playing him as a strong wide receiver one or wide receiver two. So you're probably having him as a wide receiver three or in your flex spot. But, yep. uh, and Frank Gore to me is that, you know, it, it's like last hurrah stuff. If you What you're hoping for is that they get in close and they just give it to him and they pound it in there for a touchdown. You know, if you get that, you're going to get 20 carries out of the guy. So, you, you know, get your 65 yards and hope for a touchdown and maybe get 15 yards receiving. Is Gore going to be on this team next year? Is he signed through it? Uh, this this, is, pretty sure this is the last year of his deal. I don't know if Frank Gore's long for the league right now. I mean, he would provide a quality backup uh, on a winning team. So I agree with that. And he's in that zone where, like, every few games he's making, his milestones are starting to pile up. Like, finally this year and a little bit last year where he's he's an all-timer uh, in yards and touchdowns. And I, and and I don't think he has that ego. He, to get the Hall of Fame, I, no, I no, 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 the ego to to want to be like uh, I have to be the starter. But I think he loves guy. football. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I think he'll play. Even if you're like, give me yeah. ten touches a game, yeah. and I'll play for another two or three years. I think he'll probably. And do you it. want the fit, the best fit, Seattle, a team that can't find consistency from its run game yeah. and just needs a guy who they know will be there for them. Chris Carson will be their starter, but he'll get injured again because he's an injury-prone guy, and he needs to learn from a, a pro's pro. Anyways, I like that call. Uh, all right, Colts, we out? Yeah, I'm we're done. out. <laughs> we're good. Um, I was done once I said Jack Doyle's name. <laughs> it's true. You, you, I didn't even think you were going to – I thought you were going to be like, next. I didn't even think <laughs> you were going to give any player on that team. Uh, Ravens, um, let's start with – Flacco's not a start. You can't play that guy. Um could last week. Yeah, he actually did. And you probably could play him again this week if you're desperate. Yeah, he, he wasn't last week his first uh, top positional week game, or was it? Nah, second? he's got two. 
Okay. I, didn't, I noticed that today. Can I give you another another sneaky player start? A guy who's yeah. been on like the waiver wires a lot? Mike Wallace. For sure. And, and Mike Wallace has been over his last four games. Uh, he had you know eleven targets, eight targets, five targets, ten. Had uh, 48 yards, 116, 72, and 89 yards last week. So, Jeremy know. Macklin not expected to play, so that yep. gives his boost a little bit of, you know, boost to the floor. Um, you know, Ben Watson had one of his better games last week, but I don't think he's a guy you could really consider at tight end. Uh, so it, it is Mike Wallace in the receiving game, but then. I still think he's in a similar range, maybe a little bit ahead of T.Y. Hilton as like a wide receiver three flex play. Uh, oh, right, right, I'm not, right. I'm not running out here. <laughs> I'm not advocating him as a, I, a sneaky sleeper is what I said. I got, you know, so a guy who's on the waiver in a lot of league. So a guy that you might be, you know, again, play the matchup, right? The Colts, this is not a good defense against wide receivers. Uh, I don't know what their number is on the year, what they're allowing, but I'm sure it's a lot. <laughs> I will go find it out. And, and, and look, he's the deep play threat. They're at home. Uh, you get a dome team, take them on the road. 26th. 26th. And you take a dome team on the road. 29th. Colts? 26th against wide receiver, 29th against running backs. Oh, but I thought so, we were talking about... Oh, you guys... I was talking about start everybody. everybody. Yeah, but you can okay. start everybody. Yeah, start everybody. They're the right. third, fourth worst, third worst defense for fantasy scoring. But I also like when you take a dome team out of uh, out of the dome and you put them on the road and you put them in inclement weather. Uh, it's one of those things where those defenses sometimes have a, a way of just crumbling. So big plays happen just because you miss tackles, because guys are not totally warm, and so they go just to throw a shoulder instead of really trying to wrap somebody up. Was your Alex speaking Collins. of? Yeah, yeah. Can I? That name you said, the sneaky sleeper. Mm-hmm. Is that what your wife calls you when you're drunk and come back from a show and she's asleep when and you, when you get home? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got your hands. I, I got, your usually hand, got your hands all over. She's totally sober. Usually been I, in bed for five hours. Drunk Deanie's sneaky right. sleeper. Sneaky sleeper <laughs> would normally come in and sleep in the other bedroom. I know. That's a good point. I haven't had a girlfriend in a while, and these are reasons like what I'm about to say are the reason why. Um, no matter what, I would always, if it, when, I, when I've when i had a girlfriend, if I go out and get drunk, I'd be like, and, and, the, and the girl doesn't come out and stays, I always tell them, I'm coming, I'm coming, when I came home, we're having sex. And she's like, no, we're not. I'm going to be asleep. I'm like, then I'm dead worse than you. <laughs> And uh, lo and behold, every time I swear to God, it was consensual. If she's if she's not giving it up, it's Dead Horse City. <laughs> break them in. I'm awesome. La- any ladies out there that are listening to the show, I'm your guy. Well, wow. Let's move on. Uh, okay, Alice Collins. We I was going to take that conversation to a different place, but it just you just yeah. No, you don't need to. It's already good. Yeah, I was going to talk about. Who I'm friends with all my girlfriends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, right. I was going to talk about my new bed, but it's like you know. No. You should. You should. Uh, it shows okay. I'm getting horrible sleep every single night. It really? Yeah. Oh my god. Is that good? Is there's an app better? for that. <laughs> there, is, there is an app for that. Deanie's bought spent, spent enough money to buy a new foreign car. Well, his bed. Well, hey, now I got my tax cut, so I might as well spend the money somewhere. Nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, Alex Collins. Or are we done with this, this team? Yeah, ben Watson was, caught, had his first good play of the, uh, the season. Yeah, but again, you're not going to count on Ben Watson. But dude, look, if you're going to play Alex Collins, do, do you want to? Do you want to? If you're in a deep league where you're you're sitting there, I don't know, Devorius Allen. I, I I can't. I don't want to play with any confidence. But again, at least it would be against a bad defense. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game then. Second uh, evening game on Saturday, Vikings visit the Packers. We'll start with the Vikings. Um, 
is there any chance that they can run out and play the Super Bowl at home? What do you guys think on that? Non-fantasy, do you guys, what do you, you think they can be in the Super Bowl? I think the Vikings have a chance. To, look at what's going on in the NFC right now. And you, you look at, uh, you know, the Packers are there playing this week. They should be able to beat. Is Aaron Rodgers even going to no, play? No, right, done. But because they're out, because of, by Atlanta winning last week, that eliminated the Packers from play. So this tells me. Why did they even bring him back? That's because right. because if they thought that they could string and win them out, then that's what you, that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to save the season, and uh, didn't work. Hopefully, so, it doesn't long-term cost uh, Rodgers any long-term issues. Yeah, especially with all the thir- with all the bolts and screws that he's got going on in there, and, everything. and it's throwing arm side. Look, yeah. with luck, it's not throwing arm, is it? It is throwing arm. Okay. Yeah, but it's not, it's a completely different injury. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I think, I think the Vikings are going to win this game, and I think the Vikings will do enough that they're going to win their last game, which I believe is against the Bears at home. So really going on a limb there. I, I, well, yeah. Hey. 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 Uh, you know. You know. Whatever, you know what you say, Cotton. You know, <laughs> getting it done. Uh, I, I just, they have the chance. They'll have that home field. They're going to have the extra energy knowing that they had that potential home game for a Super Bowl. Their defense is absolutely ferocious and for real. They've learned and adapted to win with Case Keenum. You know, all of the other pieces are, are now gelling. You know, you don't have, you're not just relying on one weapon for this team. So uh, I think you're going to see a lot of it on display against the Packers. You know, as far as Latavius Murray has become an effective running back, and you know that you can get the points in the red zone. Jarek McKinnon has given you these big burst plays that are making him viable with his little bit less touches that he's getting. You have Adam Thielen, who you're starting and, and loving playing him every single week. Rudolph finally just got back from uh, injury, and, and he was able to score a touchdown. Diggs finally had himself a better game and got himself in the end zone. So I think my, was my Diggs and Crowder call the right call? Which way did you go, by the way? Well, I went um, – no, I went the other I – I sat Crowder. Remember I texted yeah, him. For, right. At first drive, he had a touchdown. He really didn't do anything else. In I know. Did you start Diggs, though? I started Diggs, oh, yeah. okay. I started Diggs and Jay Ajay because I decided – you know, I went high on Ajay – and I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna go. But well, that was good because he doesn't. Crowder do was like a week seven pickup. So. And Ajay didn't do anything until the, like third quarter or whatever, and then all of a sudden he got you a bunch of points. I hate Ajay though. He yeah. ruined my season um, in every league. Uh, yeah, I pinpointed the wrong guy. Go Stag. Oh, one thing I'll say. Go ahead, Stag. No. Uh, talk about the Vikings. I think you're pretty much playing everybody. I mean, Rudolph's been consistently a top 10, 12 option. At tight end over the last five or six weeks. In the red zone, he's a weapon. Uh, Jarek's, you know, uh, right there with Latavius Murray in terms of, you know, touches per game, and he's getting prime touches uh, as a receiver. And, you know, we saw last week he had over 100 yards receiving. Uh, so there's nothing not to like about any of these guys. Uh, Diggs is the guy who's maybe most, you know, Diggs and McKinnon are flex players. And then the rest of the guys, you know, lock them in. Yep. Yep. Uh, Packers and look, this is going to be a Packers team that now that you're out of it, now that Rodgers was back for you, now that Rodgers is not playing, you know, we'll see how this team responds, but expect more of a deflated type of a response. I mean, your your season's over. Yeah. Okay. Going on to the Packers. Um, low. I mean, I think they got the lowest implied point total for the week at 15. I can't remember mentioning an implied point total that's been that low all season. Have you remember that? So, 15? Uh, yeah. Hundley, Hundley plus Vikings defense equals 
15 points Vegas thinks they're going to score on the day. Not good. Doesn't mean a lot of fantasy uh, hope is is, is uh, put uh, behind that offensive line or uh, with that arm. So that's all I'll say on that one. Uh, could it be? I thought that um, Aaron Jones looked better with his carries last week than um, uh, Jay, uh, Williams. Yeah. He has. He looks he better. So why, I know. So why is he not getting what? Even we, that we, game, remember, it, we talked about it last week. I know, like, but every single time you want to take him out, all of a sudden he just does something to make you say, okay, give It's pass chance. protection, and it's sort of the complete game that they wanted to run with Rodgers. Maybe now that Rodgers is gone, they'll just say, hey, fuck it. We need the best player. Yeah. Jones, all offseason, work on your fucking pass protection. I'll tell you what, though. Jones will get a shot in this game because the, if there is one thing the Packers can still play for, it's take home field advantage away from the Vikings. So, you know... There's no love lost between these two franchises. They don't like each other. So maybe Aaron Jones gets a little bit more touches, but at the same time, you got to stay away from playing pretty much everybody on the Packers. Yes. You know, uh, Jordy Nelson goes back to being what he was before without Aaron Rodgers. Randall Cobb had that great resurgent game last week, didn't he? Cobb, yeah. Cobb had the resurgent game last week, but he's you, you can't be playing him. Uh, and who else? There's no one else to play. Well, it depends on if. Sounds like Donald Trump, Trump there. If, if there's nobody, if, but you it's got, a huge tax cut. Everyone's going to win. It depends if Devontae Adams is back. Sick of winning. Concussion. Devontae Adams. If he's back, you're playing him. You're locking him into the lineup. He's good. Uh, that Why would they rush him back though when you're out of it? Ah, that's a good point. But so he's, he's a, remember. He's the guy in a contract year. Okay. Maybe it doesn't matter what the fuck the Packers say. Maybe it's all about, I need to get this. I need, me. So, I need to get But, but what happens if he doesn't play? Does that mean you would play anybody else? I Probably not. Not with what I've seen. Right. Devontae I mean, Adams, number five wide receiver in uh, standard scoring right now. Fucking impressive. Pretty, yeah. Really impressive. Devontae's doing it. They've just been like a farm zone for uh, for wide receivers. They just grow them out of, out of everywhere, from Antonio Freeman to Robert Brooks to you know to Jordan oh, Nelson, to all these different guys. They, they just come out of nowhere. It's like they, they, it's good. Well, Devontae Adams was he was a second round pick, right? I think he was a like super high second round pick. Um, all right, I think we're done with the Packers. Let's move on to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, all right, the day before Christmas. This is on Christmas Eve. This is fun. I'm going to start drinking real early. i got nothing <laughs> to do on Christmas Eve except for watch football. Maybe hit, hit a red tube a couple times before net neutrality makes it expensive for me to serve porn. Um, and we'll do the Lions <laughs> and the Bengals. Uh, if you guys can't tell, I'm already on vacation. i got a busy week at work, but um, in my mind is already in Honolulu. Um, all right, Lions at the Bengals. Let's start with the Lions. That's, it's been a rough close out of the season for them, even worse for the opponent. Um, what do you guys think? It's kind of been a, a revolving door for the wide receiver. Who could have a good game in this one between Marvin and uh, Tate? Yeah, I mean, Marvin Jones, <laughs> Tate, there's nothing. That's the, that, There's the yeah that that one guy brought up. I never noticed it until you just said it right there. Remember the guy's like, that's on Twitter was like, yeah, stag party always starts with yeah. No, he says you know you. you know, oh, you're right. He doesn't say you know. Okay, you're right. <laughs> switched it to yeah. I switched it to yeah. Okay, never mind. You're, you know, that's funny. I think you're starting both Tate and Jones, and Marvin Jones should be locked into your lineup. Yeah. He's another guy who's a borderline top ten, top twelve option in standard leagues on the season. Tate, Tate, seven. 
Tate's been the guy who's the PPR producer doing it. And now Ebron started to make some plays over the last couple weeks with 10 catches two weeks ago. Uh, and a big, big, impressive touchdown mm-hmm. that we really haven't seen out of him ever in his career. Uh, but now he sounds more comfortable in the way they talked about him on the broadcast, becoming a father, almost getting traded at the trade deadline, all the narratives you want to throw in for the bullshit. Uh, you know, they're Narrative producing... Street. They're producing fantasy points down the line. Mm-hmm. So Stafford's the guy I think you can start here against the Bengals because they're a team who looks like they've completely given up. Right. Over the last three weeks, nobody's allowed more fantasy points to running backs than the Cincinnati Bengals. They've allowed 281 passing yards to receive to running backs over the last three weeks. Well, when so you don't Dio have... Is he gonna play? Certainly sounds because because like he was he was the one that was also dealing with an injury as well if I'm not mistaken. But you look at the Bengals defense. Yeah, it's easy to score against when you don't have Vontez Perfect in the middle. That guy will stop running attacks cold and stop the short crosses over the middle. And then you also have was it Pac-Man Jones is out too. I don't know if he's back. So you no, you, I think he's on the IR. As he's well. on the IR as well. So you've lost your two main impact players on the second and third tier of your defense. So at that point in time, yeah, teams are able to gash him. And Marvin Lewis Your coach is already said he's, he's already said he's basically done, which we already told him he was done about two years ago, but they, they finally are letting it run. Oh, they out. finally let it happen? Does, you think, does a guy like that, do you just make, he's made so much money, do you just retire? And, I mean, I don't no, know. No, he wants guys. to pursue opportunities elsewhere in the league. Wow. He put out this fucking statement. Why do these guys do it? Just retire. Enjoy yourself. But they can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> can't do, do it. it. Do can't it. play with him. Can't not coach. <laughs> uh, well, that's a good run for Marvin. Amen to him, man. He, uh, a lot of owners would have fired that guy three years, four years into his career. So you gotta, you gotta hand, you gotta <laughs> hand off to the owner. They're like, you can't fire him. We, we gotta have another one. We, we don't have another black coach. We have to can't, can't fire him. Prop hey, I don't know. That's really weird. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> um, let's talk about everything's no, everything about the Lions. Let's go over to the Bengals. Let's go to the Bengals. Andy Got Dalton is a cork soaker and can't get Green AJ Green. And AJ Green, every time he gets a perfect pass from him, it lets it bounce off of his hands or off of his chest or it's off of his head. It's such a weird season for oh, this guy. Just a disaster. I mean, I my, AJ I Green, my in, my, in my league, AJ Green has scored zero points the last two weeks. And I think the was it the week before he actually put up was like I think he got like seven points the week before. I've learned my lesson. I don't care who the offensive coach is there. I'm not going high on Bengals anymore. They just it just they, while when it's when you have Dalton at Dalton's disposal, your your players, he's in control of it. It's it's like having a third grader playing Nintendo track and field with the remote control in their hand. With, it, without a Duracell battery. What? Dalton needs a line. Remember, when Dalton's had players in front of him that give him time, he's produced you know very, very good fantasy numbers. And that's when guys like A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert, uh, Marvin Jones, Mohamed Sanu have all been able to put up points. But when uh, he's got nobody in front of him like he currently does, he's one of the worst quarterbacks under pressure. <laughs> so if you can get you know linemen this year and you can sort of remake that front you know five, then we're talking about a completely different ball game. But until then, until that unit is rebuilt, uh, I do agree with you. And AJ Green looks more like a 
you know, second-round pick than anywhere near that first round. Yeah. And where his stock will be next year, he'll be he'll be a mid-second-round pick next year. Des Bryant will be a late third-round, early fourth-round pick next year. You know? Ugh. Yeah, Des Bryant has been miserable too. Um, okay, let's uh, let's keep going on this. Uh, what's his name? Practice today. Um, the rookie uh, Mixon w- did practice today, so that's a good sign for uh, his owners that uh, think that they need him. Or you know, I always I know it's far and few between, but I'm in these rookie leagues, so um, he was he's kind of starting to hit his stride right before he got that concussion a few weeks ago. Oh, uh, apparently the wrist injury for Theo Riddick is not a problem. Hey, logged a full practice today. Yeah. Good deal. Um, so keep your eye on that if you need him in the mix for a flex or something like that. Uh, Bengals, any, there's really no one else worth talking about, right? No. No. Okay, great. This is fun. Uh, let's go on to the next uh, game. But before we do so, do us a favor and listen to this word from our sponsors. All right, the Dolphins at the Chiefs. I didn't see the play. What was the play that someone said? I didn't see the last play of the game or one of the last plays of the game by Jay Cutler. What did he do that was so awful? Did he throw it? A horrible interception? I didn't, I didn't see it. Uh, but I got texts from three different people. There's Jay. It was just, you, you, had, you got the ball back. And the miraculous way that they got the ball back, right? With the, was it the onside kick or whatever it was? You have a chance. And it's like the first play. He throws it. There's not a wide receiver with, <laughs> with an earshot of the ball. And it's like right at the Bills player who's just making like like basically like you're you're playing catch with your kid in the backyard and you throw a little little pop up ball. It was like the interception that the dude um, on the uh, the Steelers should have made that he dropped and then the Patriots went on to win. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You want to know what else it was like? I don't like leaving my own country, Doug, and I especially don't like leaving it for anything less than warm, sandy beaches and cocktails with little straw hats. We've got sandy beaches. So who the fuck wants to see them? (laughs) Rest in peace, Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina. Not Mark Farina, the awesome DJ who did the mushroom jazz stuff. Anybody that's listening knows Mark Farina. Hats off to that little reference. Um, let's discuss more Dolphins. You guys, do, do your Dolphins thing. Is what's his, is Drake money still? Drake's the money in the bank. He's the, Where does he go next year? Quickly, next year. Is he put himself in a position where next year he's like that fool's gold third, fourth I think rounder? he still is going to be one of those guys who will be under the radar. Enough that the buzz with these guys, I know, the buzz I know, gets going I know, buzz industry. Guys. I know it does. I know it does. But then you're going to get all the new rookies that are going to be coming in and the new buzz, and it'll be interesting because it, it's also going to come down to this because you're also at an interesting point in time with the some of the longevity of some of these running backs. That where are people's loyalties going to lie? Are they going to rely with the the name, or are they going to rely with you know the, the player? Now the other thing is going to be. What's, what's the Dolphins' schedule going to look like next year a little bit? You know, what are they going to do to add on and help the team? Because they're going to be losing probably Jarvis Landry uh, to free agency. So he's going to be somewhere else. So I thought they said they were not going to let him go. I read something that the ownership was like, we're not, not going to I hear him linked to like three different teams, Bears being one of them. 
That would be awesome. All right. Well, no, we'll... Jarvis Landry is fucking awful. That's why we'll get him. But we'll get just <laughs> all the goddamn time. He's not that expensive. No, he's gonna cost. I guarantee you, he costs thirteen million dollars. With over a hundred catches, he's gonna cost a lot of money. All right. He's like expensive Kendall Wright. <laughs> Fair enough. I just want I I'm at the point with the Bears where it's like I, it's not my money. I just want something to root for. Right now I'm rooting for fucking Kendall Wright and Bill Bellamy from Bed Bib Devoe. It's like that poison. At uh, I was the thinking of receiver uh, position. Uh, uh, was Bel- Bill Bellamy? Is that from Bill Bib Devoe or I don't know. Bill Bellamy is. Wasn't that the guy that was on MTV like the the Fast Lane? Yeah, on Bill Bellamy. Yeah, he was on. He was. He was that guy. But it wasn't a Belvin de Bellamy. Oh, Belvin de Bellamy. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm awesome. So the Dolphins, going back to Kenyon Drake quick, uh, I think he's a top 15 running back for next season, depending on who they add. Like, if you look at his snap shares, uh, you know, since being without Damian Williams, and you look at his uh, touches per game without Damian Williams, and they're pretty much identical to Le'Veon Bell's season numbers. Now, I don't think this is a guy who can, you know, keep that up uh, for a long period of time. But for this week, he's probably a top 5 to 10 option at running back, and you're not going to find many better. So lock him into your lineups. Um, But next season, top 15 for me. um, It's probably right about the third round. And this is, uh, we'll just give a little strategy here. This is the reason why you don't blow your nut on the waiver wire if there's, if you've got, you know, you've got a waiver wire order, which your league probably should. Uh, Drake in every league I was in was what? A, the, right after Ajay got traded, so was that sixth or seventh week of the mm-hmm. season? And look what eight. eight? So look, week eight, you were able to pick up Drake. And what that guy's done since they, since Ajay was gone, it was the first couple weeks there was a little or, bit or of, there was a little bit of Damon Williams. Or week there, six if you were uh, able to grab Alvin Kamara after uh, Adrian Peterson was traded. Yeah, he, he, he should have picked, picked up. He was picked up. He should have, but he was him. still available. He was available. But he's I, a pickup. He, he right, but uh, Kamara was on the waiver wire through. I was on my waiver wire piece through like about week four or week five. Yeah, but it just shows you like don't. What I condone doing, like, don't just, if you got the number one, two, or three waiver wire, you're like, oh, I'm up there. Don't just blow it to blow it. What you do, if you love a guy, grab him. If you think a guy's great, grab him. If you don't, hold off. Be smart. Set your fucking alarm. If your thing goes through at 2 o'clock in the morning and you want a guy, let guys pick him up. And you stay, you hold pat, and then stay, stay pat, and then wake up. Go and pick a guy up that you want to do, and you stay in the same spot in your waiver wire. It is unbelievably crucial how that can, can give you so much added power. And you hold it, you hold it, you hold it, let guys go, and then on a Kamara week, or on a Drake week, on a, um, you know, an Aaron Jones week, uh, uh, a, a, a Josh Gordon week, Josh Gordon week, you're sitting there and you're like, nice, I've got a guy that's going to start for me, not some pie in the sky pickup. So that's an important thing to strategy-wise in your leagues. Hold on to that number one waiver wire spot because something happens, a trade happens, a guy gets injured, and all of a sudden you're sitting in the pole position at the perfect time. Instead, instead of blowing it on a defense uh, two weeks ago, and now you're in the seventh slot at that time. Anyway, um, let's go go to the wide receivers if you want, uh, fellas. Jarvis Landry should be locked in, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, 
You know, Devontae Parker was a guy who got back going, and Stills was the guy who had nothing, and it had sort of been flipped for the last couple weeks. So that puts both of them in the same range for me of those wide receiver three flex play dart throws with some upside. Uh, but I probably would look at you know more stills because of the side of the field he'll play over Parker, who probably gets a lot of Marcus Peters. All right. Works for me. Anything else there? No. Let's go over to the <laughs> Chiefs. The Chiefs finally, after uh, sucking it up for a while, the last couple weeks, they look like the Chiefs that we uh, had on our teams and thought would be in the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Guys, uh, remember what I told you, uh, Nagy, their current like offensive coordinator? Yeah. Yeah, he's now one of the preferred coaching op- head coaching options. Uh, but yeah, and now that he started to call plays, do you like that? You, you, oh yeah, I think he'd be a great fit for a couple teams. But uh, do you want him on the Bears? If I had to pick between Matt Nagy and Jeff Fisher, I'd well, know. he knew he was going to bring up the name. I know. Oh, I'm when, when it up. he said that, all the rest of his beard went away, <laughs> and when he said Fisher, all I saw was the stash. <laughs> so Octo- the mind works in mysterious ways. Who do you want to? Well, we'll talk about the Bears coaching when we get there in a couple games. Well, think about think about what it's done for Kareem Hunt the last two weeks. He's played something like he hasn't really changed the offense. But he's decided to get the ball to the studs. Right. Get the ball to Kelsey. Get the ball to Hill. uh, Get the ball to Hunt. Stop spreading it around to these other guys like Albert Wilson and, you know, Demarcus Robinson. And our second tight end who has, like, seven drops on 11 targets. Well, think about (laughs) this. Kareem Hunt has had over 24 carries each of the last two weeks. Uh, He hadn't had more than 20 carries in a game since week eight. So you wonder why you were getting no production out of him because he's a guy that needs chances. The more chances, you know, he gets that those bigger gains were coming in the third and fourth quarter, and that's what you're starting to get out of him. And he hasn't scored a touchdown rushing since, what was it, week three? And now he's got a touchdown each of his last two games. Well, he and he's, three, t- three touchdowns. Well, because he had a receiving touchdown as well. Three fucking touchdowns is going to be he's a weak winner. for Him and Gurley, light me up in the playoffs. I, but I will say, I watch a lot of Chiefs this year. Kelsey across the board, and I have Hunt in two of my leagues. A lot of Chiefs action. He did not look right. I don't know if it's an offensive line, maybe. But he looked like he was stumbling. That electric uh, with the ball in his hands was not really there. And I don't know. Maybe it's probably a, a, a combination of a ton of different things. But um, I, probably a lot has to do with the offensive line the play calling but he there was a while where it's like this is the guy the first three weeks of the season that I was just blowing my load you know, look, going to win the championship behind you, you take the league by storm then the league gets some tape on you then they start changing some things around you're also a rookie you, you run into a little bit of a wall at some point in time conditioning maybe becomes a factor that's a, that's a hard part of the season you know weeks 8 through 14 12 13 for, for a guy but if you come out of it on the other end which now it seems like yeah. he has you know it's starting to put it together I think it was Smith not throwing long ball and, and, and risking and going deep the whole really offense kind of suffered for about a good four or five week stretch so it, you know that's the other thing too it, it, it's hard when you, when you look at it and you say I want to pinpoint it on him you know it's not that he was a failure or that uh, uh, Smith was a failure Everyone was a failure. As a, as a team, they were not blocking the way that they should. Uh, Tariq Hill was not being explosive like he should. Kelsey, Kelsey wasn't getting the ball uh, delivered to him like like Alex Smith should. It was it was systematic failure for a good stretch. And now they finally got their head out of their ass. For sure. To to, to get, uh, take a line from Stags, 
Kelsey, you got him locked in. But uh, well, absolutely, that's it. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, you got him locked in, in as minimally as a flex. I mean, come on. Uh, he's locked. No, in. he's locked in as like a. I said minimally. Yeah, as a yeah flex. I mean, like, there's no way that you can have. Where's Let's look at let's look at Hunt on this. Uh, oh, brother, reload ski. Um, Hunt's got to be top ten, right? I mean, not Hunt. Uh, in what? I'm looking at some. some are you talking about Kelsey or you're no about Kelsey? You know he's deep. I'm talking Hill. Hill is the top ten wide receiver. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to look. He's at. number three. Number you're three. starting him. Number three. <laughs> Holy fuck! Didn't think he did that. Um, yeah, you are starting him. Okay, so that's it. There. Anything else you want to say? Nope. Chiefs. Turkey West? No. Let's go on. Go ahead. The only other guy to talk about is Alex Smith. Where's fucking website? Go ahead. That's it. That's it? All right. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, Bills at Patriots. Every time I click on wide receivers, it's bringing me some fucking stupid replica NFL jersey uh, site. FF Today. Um, I thought you were on Pyro. I'm like, no. Uh, no. no. I would never say that about our product. Even if it did give us air, I'd be like, that is the most wonderful air I've ever had. Never seen a 401 page not found look like that. Wow, an air with uh, a naked lady on it. <laughs> um, yes, you're right. Tyreek Hill, number three. Wow. That is impressive. Um, okay, we are going to the Bills. Let's start there. So, well, what's the situation with Shady? So, it looks like he's fine, right? Yeah. yeah I, nothing so, to worry about. He came right back in that game. He and is, and, and he should be locked in uh, to your lineups. Yeah, I'm locked in. Uh, you know, even though you're going against the Patriots, he's going to be where most of the offense is going to come through. Uh, you know, when it comes to in the passing game, you know, <laughs> okay, you're going to have to figure that that – they're going to have to score a bunch of points if they're going to stay with the Patriots. Uh, they are still clinging to some semblance of a, of a hope for a playoff berth, which I think will come to a crashing end uh, after this game. So a guy that I'll trust, I'll trust Charles Clay at, at tight end. I don't know that I want to trust anybody else as a receiver. And I really don't want to have to trust Tyrod Taylor, but I'll tell you what, I, I bet you he has to have to – put up some more yards with his legs in this game in order just to keep plays alive and keep the game alive. So he might actually come out of this scoring with a pretty decent uh, fantasy performance. Last time these two teams played, Tyrod Taylor passed for 65 yards. Uh, Nathan Peterman passed for 50 after coming in in relief because Tyrod was injured. Um, You know, McCoy did McCoy things, 93 yards on 15 carries. Uh, but the rest of the team is probably out. Charles Clay's the closest. Um, one thing that did happen last time these two guys met up was um, Kelvin Benjamin was out. It looks like he's staying just healthy enough to stay on the field right now. And just healthy enough to not be on your roster. He's catching, that, he's catching some touchdowns. That's the problem. Yeah, but I, I mean, you're not going to start him. Trust. He didn't, not yeah, he didn't practice this week. Did you say that? He didn't practice today. No. Um, yeah. He's just on the edge of maybe being in your lineup. Just because of touchdown upside. But I don't think I can rely on him. No. I'm passing on him. I'm passing on everyone except for Shady. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe uh, like you said, Clay is, is playable. Um, anything else we want to say about this side? No, that's that's all you need. All right, let's go to the Patriots. Brady, 
He's been shit. He's like something, I think, over the last like three games. He's outside of the top 15 uh, quarterbacks. Um, I've had him on my team, and it's been very mediocre. Um, can I say? Can I ask for a friend? What if I told you that he wasn't good in fantasy playoffs? Like, really ever. He's got a game that will sabotage you all the time. Can I say that? Can I ask this? Should I pick up Blake Bortles and play him in my Turd Bowl championship over him? I, I think I would. We were, I was having a conversation with Stags earlier. We were talking about was it, was it between Bortles and who was it? Uh, Garoppolo? Foles. Foles, right. Don't play Garoppolo. But yeah, Garoppolo not this week. Yeah, well, last yeah. week I, I he, he was okay, but 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 should I, going against Foles? San Francisco, Bortles has a good chance. And what? Foles we'll get or that. Bortles? I'm we're, gonna pick him up we're, right we're, now. We were Bortles. All right, you guys keep talking. I'm gonna make a pick up while we're on the show. But looking at uh, what Brady's done over his last three games, that's been two touchdown passes, three interceptions, uh, uh, one game passing for 298, a 258, and a 233. And that includes a game against the Bills. But they they also were able to just run the ball, uh, run the shit out of the ball against the Bills. And Rex Burkhead converted a couple touchdowns against the Bills. He won't be in the lineup. So, unless you're counting on Gillisley to suddenly regain his form as a touchdown scorer, Tom Brady's going to have to throw touchdown passes. And he still passed for 258 yards on just 30 attempts, completed 21 of them. He was very accurate. He just distributed. He just didn't score touchdowns against the Bills last time they played. Mm-hmm. Now he's at home. Yeah, like, I'm not sitting Tom Brady for Blake Bortles. You're not? No. This is a waste of pay. I'm picking him up just so the other guy doesn't get him. Sure. Yeah, but sometimes you got to play defense. Oh, it's a, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Um, uh, can, we, know, can you guys run this while I make the sound? So that's, that's well, it's an interesting thing. So I mean, you're betting on the on the history. You're betting on on, on the comeback. The other thing that you got to think about, though, too, for me is that if I'm looking at that situation and you see where you know, and again, how long can Blake Bortles keep putting up the numbers that he's been putting up? You know, that's, that's nah. Fuck Blake Bortles. We're talking about Tom Brady. All right, but but problem there is what I'm saying. Well, Brady, <laughs> what's the weather going to be? You know, now does that is that going to have any factor into, into what happens in this game? So, you know, I haven't heard anything about bad weather in New England. And again, if we remember correctly, Tom Brady against Buffalo. I think uh, it must still be at the same number as it was last time. Uh, has his most touchdown passes against any team. I think it's 66 touchdown passes in his career against Buffalo. So the thing is, unless you think that Mike Gillisley is going to come back, regain his goal line back duties, score three touchdowns against his former team, and then you know sort of do what Burkhead did against them last time, you should be starting Brady for touchdown upside and touchdown equity against the Bills because he just didn't have to throw touchdowns last time. And so you know then you're starting Gronk. You know then you're starting Cooks. Is, uh, are you going to start Hogan? You mean Gronk, yeah. the number one wide receiver or number one, number one tight end in fantasy? Gronk. Are you going to start Are you going to start Amendola? Are you going to start? No, no Amendola. Hogan is the guy who, hey, let's practice. Let's practice. It looks like we're going to play. Oh, we're playing a 325 game? Fuck you, I'm out. Like, that was a surprise inactive, even though we heard about it a little bit earlier in the morning. Um, yeah, I don't think you could run in and trust him against this pass defense. I think it's more likely to be Gronk and, you know, Cooks and the running backs. Did you guys see Gronk after he scored that? Uh, 
the, the touchdown or was maybe it was the uh, it was the two point conversion when he pointed at him and looked like he was electrocuted. Oh, he was such a jerk. I love it. That was fucking hilarious. Um, and then afterwards, he got interviewed. And they're like, "So how do you do this?" He's like, just a lot of hard work. He just worked hard. So how did Tom Brady do it? Oh, he's done this all the time. He works hard. It was just like endlessly just talking about how everyone works hard. Um, what else you guys want to say on the Patriots side, if anything? Gillisley, can he get some play because Talk of? About uh, it. Oh, sorry, I was, I was busy picking up Nick Foles <laughs> and Bortles defensively. You picked them both up. Turnball. What's up? His starting quarterback is Case Keenum. I know, but the best part is that what if, what if one of the guys that are actually in like the Super Bowl need that player? I'm not worried about and that. And you just screwed them. You're too. right. You're wrong. The draft. You could have picked them up all day. I understand. Just saying. You know. I've already. Yeah, let's move on. We won't talk about my, uh, my So can we go ball. to the next turd bowl? Yes. So we have the Browns at the Bears. Do you want to go to this game? I was thinking about going to it. I'm not, I'm not going to be around. My brother's in town from California. I was like, do you want to go? He's like, fuck no, it's the Browns. <laughs> the tickets on Vivid Seats in the 300 section, 50-yard uh, line, about six or seven rows up, which in my opinion is the best seat in the house, um, view-wise at least, of the... the, the uh, view of the, the stadium or the the field, sixty five dollars. I've never looked at no, and seen those things under three hundred, even in other shitty games. Um, well, because I would go to that game if your brother is not going to go and you want to go, I would go to that. Fuck it, I'll be I'll be on time. It's fun to drink throwing back nine dollar beers. Watching shittiest teams in our league play. Eleven twenty five a beer. Yeah, there you, oh. five, there you go. This is making my decisions. <laughs> get drunk in the parking lot beforehand. I was, I was just going to say, get drunk at home. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. You talked me out of it. I'm not going. Uh, let's start with the Browns. Let's start with the Browns. The Browns beat the Bears 25 to nothing in the preseason this year. How do you get a 25 to nothing game? <laughs> First off, uh, not that any of this shit matters, but... Uh, Maybe the Browns had Bears field goal kickers in that game. This is sort of at the time when we thought Trubisky was the god. uh, Or this was preseason game number four. I don't even think he played. Um, Or he played just that one series. But Trubisky, you know, been showing some signs of life. Oh, I I should probably start with the Browns, my bad. This one you can throw. It can be all just a a push, Morgusborg, if you want. Let's, let's poo it up. So let's, let's talk to quarterbacks. Let's talk Kaiser and Trubisky. Start with Trubisky. You're, you're on it first. Go ahead. I'd probably play Trubisky over Kaiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaiser does have that upside and does have better weapons on the outside. But, you know, the run game for the Bears is what they're going to have to get back to. Uh, you know, John Fox is blowing Mitch Trubisky this week saying, you know, that game against Detroit, that was the best game Mitch has ever played. Okay, John. Um, well, but they're finally letting Mitch throw the ball. He's, he's had four, over 30 pass attempts in four out of his last five games. You know, so he's, his completion percentage has started to go up. So I, I think that you're starting to see the upside there. Now, the other side of it, you can look at it for Kaiser, and I can say, all right, he's got better potential now with, with Josh Gordon on the field. That weapon alone, and you look at the Bears, what's the one thing that the Bears can be susceptible to be beat at is on a deep pass because the Bears just don't have that flat-out speed guy on defense. And you're going to need, uh, you know, where the Bears have been making a lot of plays after a big play, they've caused turnovers. 
You know, so, and, and you have one of your more effective players in the secondary happens to be a rookie in Eddie Jackson. So, there's opportunity out there for plays to be made on both sides of the ball. So, it's kind of one of those perfect, ugly matchups where you, you might get some nice big plays coming out of it. Um, you know, is is Isaiah Crowell a strong start in this one? Um, no. I, I, He's a little banged up, I think, too. Well, and I think that the Bears' defense, uh, you have like Akeem Hicks got snubbed on the Pro Bowl. I think that, uh, you know, some of these guys, th- th- that's the one part of this team that, though, has not I didn't been a detriment the to the yet. team. Is The thing that's not been a detriment to the Bears' defense has been their defensive line, even after losing Leonard Floyd. They're still being able to get some decent pressure, uh, you know, from their front four. McPhee that comes in and out of games with injuries. So... They're, that's been a pretty strong rotation for the Bears, so that's where I don't know that I, I'm uh, that high on Crowell. Crowell had the, all of the, what was it, the one big play last week? You know, big 55-yard run or yeah. something early on. It's like my cousin said, I should have started Crowell. I'm like, it was all one run. Did you, did you hear the one the stat that I read? And this is just uh, Hugh Jackson's stupidity, and I like Hugh, but... He had that run late or late in the second quarter. He had one carry for the rest of the game after that. Yeah, a 59-yard run, and then a couple plays later, Duke Johnson comes in and scores a touchdown. They called just five run plays total after that. Could you imagine we get a 59-yard run? It's still the first half, and you're you're, you're, feeling you're, you're getting handed the ball one time for the rest of the game. You'd come back and be like, Coach, Wake the fuck up. Hey, Coach, how do I not get the ball two more times on that first down series after I have a 50-59-yard run? Yeah, maybe he was winded, but it's just stupid. He's a game. Hugh's got to figure that shit out. So, uh, what well, wide receivers... He's complaining about it right now, too. Yeah. What so. wide receivers of this mishmash would you want to start? you want to start with any bear wide receiver? No, no shot. You're going to go with Kendall, Kendall Wright? Wright's you're going to ride option. the right wagon down to, down to Chinatown? <laughs> you, mean, you mean cheap Jarvis Landry? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be that's his new. We should just do that. We should have him. We'll have his character be Jar, Jarvis Landry, whatever team he's on, with the money sign instead of fourteen. Just a knockoff. Uh, <laughs> I'll start Josh Gordon this week, though. Uh, I think that you got you got to take the shot with uh, with Flash. Uh, other than that, I don't think that there's anybody else that I would start with any trust outside of. Uh, uh, Jordan Howard, and you know, maybe if you want to take the flyer on Tariq Cohen, you know, it's crazy. I heard a stat. Think about if you've watched the Bears, Tariq Cohen has had a lot of big plays yeah, that have been called back. Yeah, sure. He's had at least nine plays that went for at least 10 yards that got called back. I believe it. And including that the kickoff return for a touchdown, he had like a 70-yard run for a touchdown. Uh, the one that gets, remember the, the the one that was called back against the Steelers before Jordan Howard ended up scoring the touchdown on yeah. the next running play. So well, it's gotten to the point where when he does make a new play, before he celebrates, you gotta he look around the flag. He looks up at the he looks up and sees that there's a flag marker on the bill on the uh, jumbotron. So he needs to have because the Bears have done no uh, coordinated celebration. He needs to have some sort of celebration. That has to do with the fact that, that he always gets a touchdown call back. The only co- coordinated celebration I ever have is a Valverde. Black parkies on. I fucking hate parkies. What are you? Uh, what are we playing here that no one can understand? Well, definitely you can't understand. <laughs> uh, we're playing snatch, and uh, so if you've never seen snatch. 
Uh, there's one with, like, it's got a whole bunch of crazy characters. Uh, it's got the guy from, uh, what's that, Statham from uh, Transporter. Yeah. It's got uh, Brad Pitt. It's got Dennis Farina. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a crazy story about uh, betrayal in... in uh, Scotland. Yeah, but in like betting of boxing and stolen diamonds and it's a Guy Ritchie film, right? Yeah, uh, well, I'm not school. sure. I'm not sure if it is or not. The yeah, guy, like, his other buddy that he did all his mo- early movies with, uh, this guy's. So here, here's here's a, here's a little bit of very understandable Brad Pitt. That's your boxing there, concentrate. Ah, uh, you look like a boxer. <laughs> That's gonna sound like me by about hour five of episode three hundred. Stag party. Stag party's gonna try and jet out. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to put a little ball and chain on him. Keep feeding him some brews. Someone told me I should do the uh, the Century Club on the show. We maybe oh, collectively a, a, a shot a shot every minute. Well, it would, it's a shot of beer, right? Every though? minute. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe we do it... For how many minutes? A hundred minutes. Until you hit a hundred. No, fuck no. We <laughs> can do it collectively. I've done a power hour. Oh, if you hour. do it collectively, I've tried a to... power do, hour? I've done a, do a power hour. No, power hour, I still fucking get real fucked okay, up. We're going to figure out a way that we can do something that, on top of all the shit we're already going to drink, we're going to drink something on top of it. It's like a... It's like a crust layer. It is crazy that when you think like, oh, I can do a shot of beer, 60 shots of beer, and a, a shot of no. milk for enough. It's... You, no. No way. Houdini... Definitely and stag party. Definitely Uber it for three hundred Saturday morning. <laughs> I don't want you guys driving. Well, by the time that by the time that comes around next year, there's gonna be absolutely zero parking out here anyway. True. You know what? I'm gonna have one of those hats that have beer that you can put a beer in. Baseball caps, and we're gonna be so. Oh God, I can't wait. California Bella. All right, we're uh, before we get on to the next game. Do us a favor. Listen to this word from our sponsor. All right, Buccaneers at Panthers. Winston actually had a, his best game of the season. You don't say. On, on, on <laughs> you guys made me do it. Um, you know, do, but, do you like him in this one? Hey, Winston on the season is no, 24th. I'm, I'm not going to be liking, liking Winston uh, against the Panthers. I know 24th. the Panthers' defense has not been what it was, but at the same time, you know, am I going to be sitting here in my championship week and, and saying that this is going to be uh, the offense that I'm going to trust? You know, this offense is not anything of what, what it was supposed to look like at the beginning of the year. You know, um, you know, I, I like I like Peyton Barber at least is running hard, right? So at least you have a guy who's at least running hard and running back. Mike Evans is not being the play difference playmaker at wide receiver. Deshaun Jackson is not giving you the big plays downfield that you were expecting to but get. But Evans had Evans had a good game. He finally should have had what three touchdowns or was it two? I think it was but at least two. I think, but but the fact of the matter is, he's got to learn how to just. Evans play. hadn't done anything for Toronto seven weeks. Rex push up. Seven weeks prior in a row, he's done nothing. No, I know. So you know, and to say that you're going to count on it, you know, look, if you have Mike Evans and you're still alive, most likely you're not because he's a guy that that yep. should be, you know, for what he's done. Dang but bitched. He's 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 put you know that game last week, and if he can do it again this week, takes him off the list though. He won't get it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to play him. But Deshaun Jackson's always that guy that you're going to be on the fence with. Look, they're trying to find different ways to get him the ball. They're just trying with like the short pass. They're trying with like the reverses. It doesn't matter. He's not doesn't have that explosion. They they don't have the ability to extend the plays and set up the plays where he'll be effective. So you can't start him. And, and at tight end, where are you going? Is it Bray or is it Howard? It seems like it looks like it's obviously a lot more Howard now. 
But well, even he got injured. Season, he's, right, he's, on the touchdown got, play. He, he got, got put on the IR this week. Oh, is he put on the IR? Yeah. All right. So, well, then that, that's good news for Brate. You yeah. can actually probably start him and feel a lot better about it. I don't think... I don't know if I could start him, but... Right, but I said you could feel better about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I think we covered this team. Um, against the Panthers, it's tough uh, matchup. Jam- Jameis Winston, though, you know, did have one of his better games on Monday night. Uh, you know, Mike Evans, you know, finally did catch that touchdown pass. You know, Deshaun Jackson himself is sort of banged up. So if it were to be more of a, you know, Evans and uh, Cameron Braid show, I think that could be better for Jameis. I just don't know if he knows how to, you know, keep all these guys happy. And I think he's trying to keep all these guys happy. And now he just needs to sort of feed the beasts. I like. I need to I feed the beasts too. It stuns and it stolen. Stuns the man to speak to. Pretends he's Jewish. Wishes he was Jewish. He tells his family they're Jewish. He's about as Jewish as he is a fucking monkey. <laughs> fucking monkey. Sounds, sounds like uh, Roger Daltrey talking there. Um, all right, what are you drinking, Houdini? I am drinking the 2017 Narwhal Imperial Stout from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. How are you liking it? It's good because it's it's the kind of uh, imperial stout that I like with very strong uh, chocolate and coffee tones to it. So. What's the percentage? Oh, it's a uh, it's it's not that high. It's only ten point two. Huh? Is that a four pack or a six pack? Six pack, baby. They it's come a- with a ten point six pack. I like it. All right, I'm drinking um, uh, Buckle Down Brewing, uh, which is a Chicago company, and this is Belt and Suspenders. Indian Pale Ale. This is a heavier octane uh, pale ale. It's a seven percenter, and uh, this is, comes out of Lyons, Illinois. So it's at Forty Seventh Street. But uh, good stuff. It's got that nice little uh, can't see Houdini through it, which I like. Uh, Looks like the Chicago River. A little muddied up. Um, good times all around. Uh, just tell us about the music. We know who the audio is, but who's the intro and outro music? Talking Heads, of course, uh, one of the most fantastic bands of all time. Uh, so we open with Blind, and we will close with Nothing But Flowers. Cool. Quick pyro promo before we get into our next uh, team. Um, and that is, uh, do us a favor, give us uh, a review and a rating on um, iTunes, uh, Apple iTunes for their podcast, or whatever platform you're on. Um, just helps us out, lets people know about us. Um, and, you know, in general, if you're on Twitter, share some of our content, give us some love, if you give us a follow Friday. Just um, really at this point, we're just trying to get new people that are passionate about a fantasy football to come across our website, our product, our podcast, and what we do here because that is the best way to get new eyeballs, earballs, and all that stuff is um, from a testimonial or a good word from their friends or people in their league or someone they work with. So do us a favor. Help us help us get uh, some new people in the mix for Pyro. We put a lot of time into this. We give a lot of love to you. We just want to give love to even more people. I, I just want to ask you, both of you, what the fuck are you two looking at? <laughs> I'm looking at next game. Panthers on fire. Cam Newton hooked it up. Gave me the win last week in DFS against uh, good old uh, OC. Um, 
he's going to keep it up. I mean, this is basically a Bukaki well, fest against this. You would think so, but Stags, why don't you tell them about the last three games that uh, Carolina has played against the, uh, uh, the Buccaneers and how successful that run has been. Carolina has scored 17 points, and then they scored 16 points, and then they scored 14 points. So they haven't scored more than 17 points in a game against Tampa Bay uh, in any of their last three matchups. Uh, you know, Cam Newton has played in two of those matchups. Uh, in, the, in the game they played earlier this season, he threw for just 154 yards oh. and one touchdown. It's one of those things that's weird, especially with divisional opponents. You, you just have this one team that... They may be horrible against everybody else in the league, but for whatever reason, they just seem to play your team better. And I hope you're right, because fucking... Are you going against them? No. Dragon is in the championship against my boy Maurice, and we got to have him lose. So I hope fucking Cam Newton just shits the bed like nobody's business. Come on! From your lips to God's ears. The big question is going to be, is Gerald McCoy... Going to be back for this game for the Bucks? I don't think anybody's going to be back this game for the Bucks. Yeah, they, they seem to lose all their starting inside linebackers. Uh, I think they were playing nickel for most of the game because of it. So that's going to be your one saving grace if you say I want to start Cam's because they don't have anybody up front without McCoy there. Without uh, they've been so decimated by injury that you know. But then at the same at the same token, it also could be. Jameis Winston trying to force things right, turning the ball over, creating short fields, and maybe the Panthers score a lot of points, but it's on short field, and then Cam ends up coming out of the game if it's out of hand. What do you guys think about uh, Grudinski um, coming back and coaching this team? Any chance of it? Uh, Not with the way that speech and everything went last week. I think he's just done. You think he's not going to come to anybody? I think, I think, he's he's, I think he, he makes so much. He makes, he's the highest paid guy by ESPN. And he realizes. I think he he's smart enough to know how it went for him. Yeah, right? his legacy worked out. It, again, we talked about it in the last podcast, yeah. how it was just a confluence of being on that coach for the one team and the other and being able to play that same team and getting that, that masterful win. But he never did anything after that. And he still has the cachet. Retire with it. Be John Madden. You, you, you have the John Madden life from here on up. You can call games until you don't want to call games anymore. You're right. You're right. You're right. And, and people will always still kind of keep coming up and asking you the question, and you just be polite and enjoy yourself. Keep doing your Hooters and your, and your Corona. And your corona and, and you're, he's also in the, the tire company, whatever that is. Is, uh, is it NTV? Or no, it, uh, I forget which one he is, but he's, he's doing the tire company. So, I mean, take all the endorsements. Because, look, it... it once you go and become a coach, you know, again, then you're into the whole rigors of, of all that life. And if you're not successful, then all of those things that you had done for yourself and the odds of you being able to get back to the spot where you are right now as a prime guy on Monday Night Football, it's not going to happen. And I think it could with him, but I, I agree with what you said about the cachet. The cachet, he's kind of like, he knows. You've you got it. I, John, I, I think he's milking it kind of even like so – Getting the, the offers to keep that going a little bit. I agree. John Madden only coached the NFL. So seven was, years or ten years. Ten years. But he was the youngest coach at that point ever when he came. But he, after ten years, he won the Super Bowl and he retired. Mm-hmm. And he retired out on top. And smartest thing you can do. I think, I think there's never been anybody that's retired on top that you might not make as much money, Barry Sanders, or whatever. But it's never ever a bat frowned upon. I mean, maybe by your by the people. Well, Barry was frowned upon because by Lions well, things. because there was a uh, perceived 
rift between Barry and the ownership and coaching staff. More and so that forced coach. it, especially when he was on the verge of breaking Walter Payton's record. And he would. That, that benefited him that he didn't care to go back to what you said with right. Gore. He didn't care about the records and the accolades. It was just like he did it on his terms. So. Uh, let's move. Uh, let's move on to anything on the uh, Panthers besides the Cam Stag party. How about me and Houdini shut up for a bit and let you do your thing? No, Panthers, good. you're good. Nothing on the Panthers. Anyone you, you want to start? No, I think you're starting Christian McCaffrey. Uh, no matter how he does it, through the air or through the ground, it's been working as of late. It's coming uh, on. The upside. What's he at point wise for? Don't worry, he's not going to get to fucking RB ten. <laughs> but I want to see. He might get to the r- rookie record of uh, receptions. Go ahead. Mm, potentially, he's got to you know outpace Kamara. Would be. We said we were going to shut up. Let him. <laughs> let him go. Uh, you know, Jonathan Stewart. You know, maybe if all the linebackers and defensive tackles are out, there's a chance. But I'd still probably go Christian McCaffrey over him. Uh, at at wide receiver, you're looking at Devin Funchess and no one else. And after the show that Greg Olson put on last week, he's back, you know, as a top five tight end. That was awesome, but was completely awesome. unexpected, and I doubt a lot of people, uh, you know, had to pay off for him. No, my I, my cousin actually, my buddy called me up on man. the commissioner league. Called me up at eleven fifty seven. So there, you know, there still was time before the game started. It's like I'm locked out. I can't make these changes. He pulled Crowell out of his lineup, and he pulled. Uh, Olsen out for Kyle Rudolph. You allowed him to do that? It was still before, as long as it's before kickoff. He pulled Olsen out. Yeah, and put in, put in Rudolph. Um, so he cost himself, like, in my league, that was like 34 points he cost himself. Wow. In my league, uh, remember I've told you in the past that with the whole pick your poison thing, best record, you yeah. pick the uh, best record. The guy's team was awesome, and he actually was able to maintain the best record, most points. And he had Rodgers go down. He had Watt, rookie league. He had Watson go down. He had another big stud go down. Still finished that way. Picked his poison like I did last year. I had the same situation. Lost. Going against Maurice, the same one. Lost. Maurice blew up on him the same way he did on me last. Lost. I mean, best team. Like, he had like 150 more points than the next guy. But did he, did he score enough points to have beaten anyone that he would have picked? It's a great point. Um... Sort of. I think you all but one. If you could, if you don't want to pick like the second best team during the regular season, exactly. Which you would never do. Never do. But pick your poison is. They don't call it pick the easiest pick. For, they call it poison. No, and that's reason. the thing. When you're like that team who's like number six, I don't fucking care. Let me play anybody. I'll <laughs> pick your fucking ass. I defer. I defer. <laughs> Let's go by record. Anything else in the Panthers? No, I think we got it. All right, we're going on to the Falcons at the Saints. Let's uh let's hustle the next couple games a little bit so we can get back on track here. Well, is Julio going to play? Three out. The, the it ankle doesn't injury? seem like they're that hot to get him in there. He's I saw new news and it was like uh, it was worse than they thought today. I heard. What so. do you think, Stags? It doesn't seem like they're. I think he's going to play a limited number of snaps like he's been. Uh, I don't see anything different happening for Julio, especially for teams still you know, really battling for their own playoff lives. Well, they're also one of these teams that if the Falcons win out, they win the division. Same thing for, I think, Carolina. Well, it's like, I, this, they all play they each all, other. That's what I know. That's what I'm saying. So whoever wins out has a chance to win the division. And they have a very good opportunity to have both wildcard teams come out of the NFC South this year. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to see what happens with the Seahawks if they can continue to put it right. together. But that is definitely a chance. Uh, I'm going to bet Julio plays just because the season might be on the line for these guys. Mm-hmm. I don't see him just falling back to the ether. Uh, you know, up against... What do we got here? Fucking load, motherfucker. Well, okay, the last time that uh, Atlanta played New Orleans, which was only two weeks ago... Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Ryan, in a win, only completed 15 of 27 passes for 221 yards with one touchdown and three interceptions in that game. Matt Ryan's out for me. All right, I'm just saying. Julio Jones in that game was targeted 11 times, had five of those catches for 98 yards. So, okay. And, you know, Marsha and Lattimore played this guy tough. He's going to play him tough again. So if you're a Julio owner, I would just adjust expectations. I think you're still going to throw him in the lineup, but you're going to look. Oh, yeah, you're not taking him out of the lineup if he's playing. I mean, if you're looking, you're going to be like, oh, my God, why is it Julio on the field? That's going to fucking hurt. But that, that leads me to believe, like, Mohamed Sanu is going to do well uh, in a complimentary role. The rest of the guys, Taylor Gabriel, um, you know, Austin Hooper, you know, depending even Tevin Coleman, if he were to come back from his concussion. But that was the thing. Still if, not if Coleman comes back, I think it, would go, it comes a lot more where this game also relies a lot more on Coleman and Freeman. Yeah. Especially if Julio is limited. Even if it's using both of those guys and uh, putting them both out there as receivers. Yeah, I think, I think right now Freeman's, you know, in the lineup no matter what. But how high you think of him depends mm-hmm. solely on if Tevin Coleman's in or out. Yeah. Freeman, I'll say this. I know it's bad juju to talk about this, but CTE and all the concussion stuff, Freeman's the one guy that when I'm watching him play, I've got like the x-ray of his of his, of his his brain inside that helmet that I'm looking at, just seeing getting... He is just such a vigorous, just punishing oh, runner. You, you it, can tell because he's got that long hair, and so you get the hit and the recoil, and then the hair it is. and then the hair flickles in the back. Maybe, maybe, maybe that, it's just, his style is just like, oh, just coming off a concussion, and he's like, let it rip. He's aggressive. It's a, God it's, it's, damn. A, it's a hard, look, that's, that's okay, so think about this if you're in a dynasty league. When you look at a guy like that, he's dynamic, he's, he's, he's aggressive, he's, he, he runs so hard in that regard. The lifespan is not going to be That's that long. Saying. It's like you're going to have probably a seven, eight year NFL career, no and doubt. then and then and then it's going to fizzle out just because you can't take the physical beating anymore. No doubt, no doubt. That guy is—he's just a mount, He's a beast at that. Um, anything else you want to say on the Falcon side? No. All right, let's go over to the Saints. Um, let's start uh, with my season ended last week when. Uh, Mark Ingram got the uh, the last touchdown. Last, last. <laughs> oh my God! And in my league, it's like extra bonus points when you're over a hundred. Like every, it's double the points that you get when you're when you're under a hundred. And long touchdowns, it goes up. It starts at four points for zero to nine, and goes up one point for every ten I yards. You can set that. You can set that. Yeah, you can set that in CBS. That was a so it was a nine point touchdown just on the touchdown. Then you add the yardage, which normally would just be five, but it became like ten point. So nineteen point play that, that just got slapped in the face with on the end. I walked out. I was like, I walked out of the room. I'm like, okay, they're just they're just gonna kneel on the ball or whatever. And I'm like, and I hear, there he goes. But you lost only because of that play. Um, no, I had another reason why I lost. Right. But, it was, but it was that that it was it was two two events. God, Mark Ingram has been so good to me. 
But I, I had because I had Kamara. I, I had Kamara versus Ingram, and it looked like Ingram had him from the beginning, and then Kamara does what he does because he's going to make his plays. So no one more. Kamara has become the guy that you can start confidently. Ingram was the guy that you were getting. Both of them are the most confident starts. You They've get. both been top, right, four, right. Yeah. top ten saying, running backs. The top, when Kamara started going top end, this is when he's uh, still getting it. I know. It's crazy. Right now, I think Mark, Ingram, Mark Ingram's number four, and Kamara, five, Kamara's four. All right, so the last time that they played against Atlanta, wow, uh, Ingram had 12 carries for 49 yards, and he had uh, four receptions for 43. Kamara, uh, that's the game that he got hurt. So he had, on that first drive, he had one rush for two yards. And that was also yards. a Thursday night game where Mark Ingram was hurt going into it. Right. And he had three catches for We're, 25. As Stag says, you got them both locked in. You hope that these guys can bring you to the promised land and they can spread it around. But you've also seen, let's just talk about these. We don't even really need to talk about the running back. I, 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 I think they're both locked in. Yeah, locked I think in. Michael Thomas is He's locked, locked in. in. Yeah. I think Drew Brees is right there as a back-end QB. But unfortunately, the running backs have been so good that you can't really rely on these passing touchdowns that is, Drew Brees used to bring you all the is time. Is Ted Ginn going to play? I like, you, you said that like uh, Ali G. Well, no, because the other thing was... What is these... The other, reason why I got, the other reason why I got beat, too, is I had Drew Brees. Remember that touchdown that got called back? That long touchdown that he did throw, finally? I'm like, oh, Drew Brees, that was a long time. Oh, of course, they call it back. Yeah, I'm not sure about Ted Ginn's status. But so, because that's his one deep threat. That's a good, uh, you know. I like Tommy Lee Lewis enough in that. <laughs> Tommy Lee Lewis, the guy. The guy with the guy with cock. <laughs> What's that? Tommy Lee. No, Pam and Tommy, the, come the, on. You, you, you would usually say the drummer for Motley Crue. Not the guy with the twelve-inch cock. He's like, Tommy <laughs> Lee. Tommy Lee is the guy with the twelve-inch. I was thinking about the guy that was chasing Harrison Ford in the Fugitive. Ah, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. There you go. Uh, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. That's a yes, good line. We are having fun. Can't wait for Christmas. All right. Let's talk about. Uh, there hey, no tight ends. Can, can I say? Can I say what yeah, uh, Stags wants? To say to both of us? Oh, wait, where is it? Oh, I screwed it Nothing. up. Nothing? Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Anthony, shut up and sit down, you big ball fuck. <laughs> us? Or me? That's, well, that would be me. I, I, I had to include myself uh, in there, but. You didn't want to be mean. That was the first time you haven't been mean on one of your audience. I like it. You're, you're, you're turning in the corner. You big ball fuck. That's good stuff. Um, anything on on Saints or can we move on? So you understood that one. Saints are locked in. How how are you valuing Kamara for next year? Because everybody's calling him a first rounder. I think he probably is a first rounder. Oh, you I'm guys not, are gonna get fucking yeah, murdered. You get murdered. I'm not at all. <laughs> is Ingram gonna be back next year? Uh, I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I think they're gonna be. I think they're. I don't, I don't think he's gonna end up as the first team All Pro running back. And that's the only way he gets to void his contract. You see, because Kamara, I think, is going to be one of those things. Is he going to be someone that people are going to draft as, as a people top three running fucking... back? I'm saying, I'm saying 12 round, 12 team, end of first round, late second, early second round. Yeah, I, I, that's where he's going to go. Fuck. Like, this is going to be... I, no way I'm taking him there. That's like, got some aggression city all over it. 
This is where Ingram is still steady. He's still steady, but now he's got the pop plays. Well, and the other thing is that this is this is where I love being in dynasty leagues. Because I have Kamara, who I drafted as a rookie, and I didn't, yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't start didn't start him this year. But the best part is that you don't have to worry about the overpay. You're just worrying about do I get return now? I'm going to activate the guy now. I have a guy who's a top running back without having to have paid for it because you draft him, oh. or you get him the year before and they carry over and you get him at a cheaper salary. First round seems seems stiff, but I guess we'll have a whole off season that's coming up faster than we. Can imagine and uh, to discuss the that. first and second round are always filled with a myriad of busts year after year or after year. So. Uh, anything else on the Saints? No. All right, we're done. We're moving on to the next one. Um, let's go Broncos at Redskins. Oh. Let's bust. Let's go through this one. I'm actually. You need, how about you and I shut up for a minute? If well, you got something, I'll shut up. You guys kind of just tag team this one quickly. Let's breeze through it. Who are you? Can you start with any confidence on? Uh, Denver. The only person that gives me any semblance of some confidence is maybe Demarius, and everyone else I'm running away from. Go ahead. CJ had a huge week, though. CJ Anderson just rushed for 158 yards. And what does he do after he rushes for big games? Yeah, I know. Uh, Now, if they just commit to giving him the ball again, it looks. The thing is, we don't know who's going to play quarterback for this team right now. Because th- this is a team that wants to look towards the future. They want to get a look at Paxton Lynch. If Paxton Lynch is the passer, I want nothing to do with any of the receiving options. And I'd maybe play C.J. Anderson as a flex. If it's Brock Osweiler, then I think you could trust Demarius Thomas. And you could trust C.J. Anderson a little bit more. Because Brock's a guy who knows how to put you in decent spots. Uh, I don't think Paxton Lynch is that guy yet. But besides that... I don't think you could roll with Emmanuel Sanders no. or anybody else on this team. Cody Latimer, who's been the guy who's been showing up the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, Austin Trailer's been their lead tight end. I remember when Jeff Hardman made a big play. I remember when Cody Latimer was a rookie. We thought that he was going to be the guy who was like coming in, but it was still Peyton Manning, right? It was the end of the Peyton Manning uh, uh, run with them. Second like, round pick. Right? He was great. Out of Wisconsin, he, he was, was going to be the guy. Indiana. 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 Indiana, right, he was going to be the guy that's going to step up, all of a sudden be, be taking on some of this action, and it just never happened, really. You we remember, really? we talked about who he got drafted ahead of um, a, a couple years ago on our show. Definitely Allen Robinson, uh, he was drafted ahead of, is that class. Uh, who else did, Who else from that class? I'll come up with some more. But uh, let's move on from that team. I don't think yeah, we're going to move to the Redskins. Okay, uh, go to the Redskins. I'm going to... Figure out who. Uh, I mean, Redskins, what? Crowder. Besides that, I don't look. This is it's an offense that you just can't feel comfortable in at all. I mean, again, you talk about like all the injuries that like the like Tampa Bay has had to their defense. You look at all the injuries that just are on dealing with here for for Washington and their offense. It's it's not any semblance of the offense that they were five, six weeks ago in the season. So, no, I'm uh, Kirk Cousins becomes a guy that I, I really can't start um, at this point in time. Since, since Chris Thompson has gone down, Kirk Cousins went from averaging 300 passing yards a game to 200 passing yards a game. He was their leading wide receiver. No, their leading receiver who had happened to be a running back. So there is no pop on this team. There's a lot of a lot of potential and a lot of question marks and a lot of uh, so. Cody Latimer what was drafted ahead of Allen Robinson. Don't do this. Jar- we got to do it quickly. Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. Stag's favorite. Um, Jarvis Landry sucks. 
donkey dick. He's better than Latimer. It's, it's not as bad as I thought. It's really those guys. That's hold it? On. Hold on, there's got to be one more. No, 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 no. I did it. Was I did Stephon it. It was worthless. So there's, Check the fifth round. I'm keeping. I'm going, I'm going. Going, going, going. What year is this? This is 14. Maybe Stephon Diggs. That could be. Could he digs, could he digs. Jeff Janis. <laughs> I'd still take Jeff Janis over. You would? Yep. Cody All Latimer. right. All right, that, that's really it. There's not, there's... At one, those are some big guys, but that's it. Go on. All right, so let's let's go to the next matchup. Martinez Bryant. All right, yeah. All right, we're done. All right, so let's go to the next matchup, which is an interesting matchup of young quarterbacks and young teams that are on the rise, uh, trying to to stake their claim. Uh, The Rams at the Titans, and again, the Titans are one of these teams too. Even though the Jaguars are in the uh, are in the the Jaguars clinch a playoff spot. Yes. Yes. But. Tennessee can still win the division if they win out. Yes. Yes. What a shitty division. Yeah, so go 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 figure on that. So it's actually a pretty good division. Okay. Jaguars have ten wins already. That's yeah. Good point. Good point. It has turned. turned it's well, you know, this this league is cyclical. But remember, remember how bad the Saints' defense was three years ago, and now they're a pretty good defense when you, you had guys like Latimer and you, you were sure. able to do that. So look at the Rams. Alright, Dad Gurley locked in. Hold on, before we before we do that, do us a favor and listen to this. Rams Titans. Alright, Todd Gurley locked in. <laughs> Todd Gurley locked in. Todd Gurley locked in. Alright, all systems go. <laughs> lift off. System go. I mean we have lift off. How about the passing game though? How about the passing game? You're going. Uh, probably Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Sammy Watkins in that order. You got a different order? No, because isn't that amazing? Sammy Watkins, you know, even now that he got more integrated into the offense, is still basically the third threat, third receiving option on that on that team. It's um, still he dumb keeps on the, the coaching staff side. He, he keeps the defense honest. It's the one good so, thing they don't do. Are you saying is that, is that they're not setting up plays that are more uh, beneficial to Sammy, or is it? It's the thing that they give Sammy five targets in a game. Well, is it that they're giving him five targets in the game, or is it that Jared Goff's only giving him five targets in the game? Well, one thing to know is... And why is he only giving him five targets in the game? As far as fantasy points, um, Watkins is, is really only you know four points behind Cup. And I know Woods uh, missed some games. And it's thanks only, to a lot of touchdowns. He's only four points, six points yep. behind uh, those guys. So it's thanks to, but it's he, thanks to touchdowns. You don't get yards. with it. Cup is doing it with yardage. Yeah. Right, so depending on the scoring, except of your for league, last week when he had twenty-one. Right, but but that's but, how. But he's that's where his ascension has been. Cup at the beginning for the first about seven, eight weeks of the year it was about forty-eight to sixty-eight yards that he was getting. Then all of a sudden he hit a, he hit a burst where boom, I got a hundred-yard game. I'm, I'm getting 80, 90 yards. I'm, I'm but he had a few touchdowns in those first. Right, days. right. But then that was that was where the the love was. And then you weren't getting it. You were just getting those stagnant. Then all of a sudden he did get one touchdown, I think, right? Cup in his la- one of his last three games, if I'm not mistaken. Last week. Last week. So that's the big boost for him. Sammy Watkins, is, you know, one game was like one big catch for 60 yards. It was a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, the other one's like he's like 35 yard ones. It's a one was a touchdown. I lied. I am Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins, Cooper Cup. Looking Standard at, league or PPR, though? To be honest, Watkins has been better the last five weeks than he was the beginning of the season. We well, were talking about pretty, Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying, he's, he's, he's sitting in a better spot now than in the first nine games of the season. He had one good game. 
And we Stag Party did, was doing Twitter uh, vote uh, polls to see if he was going to have uh, 60, 60 targets, targets on the season. Crazy. Um, all right. It's at 63 now, so it's not so, like we're talking about yeah, a lot he, of he didn't, he didn't, he, He's only going to finish with like about 73 probably by the time. 75 maybe if he's lucky. Yep. Uh, Sean McVay has done a lot of great things. Demarius but, Thomas is 126 targets and has seven more fantasy points than Watkins. Yeah, so that's one of those things so that, that just shows 126. He's literally got tw- almost twice as many targets, right. seven more fantasy points. So go back to our conversation that we were having about the overdrafting of Alvin Kamara. How about what's going to be the underdrafting of Sammy Watkins next year? He'll be a guy that I, you think he's going to jump up? I don't know. It all depends what team he ends up on. This guy's a free agent at first. But do you think he definitely wants to leave, or do you? I mean, I know, but still, it's he, in LA. He can probably get paid pretty well. He's probably, yeah. Then, then they gotta well. pay Aaron Donald. They gotta play Tremaine Johnson. They gotta pay. And all they these. already paid the shit, but the worst receiver on the team, uh, number eleven. Okay. Oh, well, here's the other thing. Well, here's the other thing. Everyone always says if you play in LA, forty million last year when he hadn't done anything with his first huge right. contract. Everyone always says if you play in LA, there's all the endorsement deals that you can get, right? We are in Chicago, another huge market, right? Where there should be the Bears of the team. Tell me what endorsements any Bear player has. Um, I don't see them on any fucking commercials. At least I know that Kyle Long. Kyle Long gets a lot of rednecky, like pickup trucky shit. Okay, great. <laughs> so, so, like, I, I can tell you, like Taves and Kane. Like, they have. Do like, you want? Shit. Do you want Watkins? No, come but, here. But what I'm saying is, I don't know that that really matters anymore. Like the, the uh, ability to market yourself, but I think, I think that mattered more like I, in the '90s and early 2000s before like everything was globalized and we and we have the, the advantages that that we have now. I think that you can play on a smaller market and still be a big time player if you're good. You know, if your yeah. team is good, but the problem is if you're on a bad team, do you want Watkins going to bail because he's going to get more money somewhere else and get more opportunity? At this point, you got to think. And where he's going to go to? He's going to go to a bad team. It's fine. You gotta figure that though. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's move on to something else on that team uh, other than well, next that. year. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Let's All right. Go to the Good. Let's go to the Titans. I think you could start Goff. You know, as a solid QB one. Titans. This is where it gets tricky. I don't really want to start anybody except for like Delaney Walker. Yeah. I agree with that. And, Rams are a tough and Rashard defense. Matthews. He's probably gonna be in my lineup as a wide receiver three. Yeah. But you know, I. I just I wish that like Demarco would have just gotten hurt, so you could just say get Derrick Henry and get him just a full load. Uh, but he just won't. He knows. He knows he's got this guy in the rearview mirror. You know he's banged up. It's At the end of this situation. year, he's probably gonna go to another team or whatever happens. He'll be like, I played all year injured, and it's gonna be like, dude, we know you did because you sucked. You should have just dropped out and let them play Derrick Henry. But you know how it is. For you, if you show that you're weak and that you won't play through an injury, then you don't get picked up by teams or you don't get signed or you don't get the chances. And for running backs, it's it's so Correct. dire. You know what? I mean, you go from being a guy who got 300 carries in this year and then all of a sudden you get no carries the next year. Yeah, but it's not like Derrick Henry's been any good the last two weeks. Over the last two weeks, he has 15 carries. You tell me how many yards he has. 44. 39. That's that was close. But, <laughs> I, but, but maybe if he had gotten 18 each week 
He would have more because he was. Well, yeah, I should fucking hope so. I should hope so. He'd have more than nineteen well, I'm saying, and a half. Exactly. He would have been able to do more with what he has because he's getting the roll. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, when I pick my nose five times, I only get a couple little boogers. When I pick my nose ten times, holy shit, I got great boogers. Okay then. <laughs> and again, that was. I told you these IPAs were seven percent. Holy hell! <laughs> and we got. Six games left to go. All right, let's do it. Uh, for you. Wait, I'm gonna pay Joe. Chargers at the Jets. Booger free zone. What are, we, what are we doing here? Can I do a quick thing while you guys think about what you're gonna say? Go ahead. Me and my dad used to play a game called Booger Ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. There was a doorway in our house. There was like a big, big doorway, and he would, we'd have a balloon. He'd make a balloon, and then we'd wipe a booger on it. He would wipe one on it, and I would wipe one on it. And then, he, oh, we had two doorways that were in the the, in the, uh, the, the the house that you walk in. And then you put a booger on each side, and then you try and score uh, the balloon. And, and you play. It's basically like a goalie against a goalie yeah, in a small and, room. Booger, and, booger ever fly and, off and the, when you hit it? I mean, I, that was the part. You like, didn't want to touch it or grab it. You just wanted to hit it. <laughs> booger ball. Greg Newman, the greatest. All right, let's go on. Uh, I swear to God, booger ball. Tell you about Attack Frisbee on, on episode 300. Chargers at Jets. We'll start with the Chargers. Take it away, Stags. Do you want to start Phillip Rivers? He was so good for so many weeks in a row, and then he just chiefed himself. Uh, it, it, the Chargers just don't seem to be able to beat good teams. Yeah, but it's the Jets. So they went good. So I'm feeling pretty good about Philip Rivers here. Uh, like this is a game where they should be able to dominate on both sides of the football. Um, you know, Philip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon. I think those guys are all locked into your lineups. Hunter Henry, lacerated kidney, on IR, done, done for the year. So I, I don't think my first guy to go to would be Antonio Gates, but he'd be on the list um, of guys to consider as a replacement. But really, without Hunter Henry, that gives me a little bit more hope for a guy like Tyrell Williams. So maybe as a dart throw in DFS, that makes a little bit more sense. Well, you got to figure, you know, Hunter Henry has been getting, what, anywhere between like five and eight or nine targets uh, a game. That's a lot more targets to go around. It's extra shots uh, more downfield potentially for either Tyrell Williams or Travis Benjamin. Also, that like once Hunter Henry left the game, they went with more Mike Williams and they went with more spread passing, you know, four wide receivers, three wide receivers on the field than they had previously. Uh, so that's the only good thing about Hunter Henry, you know, potentially being gone because, you know, now we get to see what they have in this young wide receiver. Yep. That's it. I I mean, Melvin Gordon, you're nope. starting. Yeah, I mean, Austin he's got Eckler, no Eckler's. You're not. He's gone. He's right, also on IR. Yeah. So, there you go. He was fool's goal many times this year. Um, Let's go to the Jets. Oh, with the Jets. Okay. Um, you know, well, quarterback you, situation. You say is, names, I say yes or no. Uh, most everything is going to be a no. Bobby Anderson. So let's, no. Wide receiver three. Can, can I give you, I'll give you the one possible yes? Well, I got two possible yes. Matt Forte? 
wide uh, running back three flex. Like they're just right on the cusp. Below Powell, lower than Matt Forte. There you go. Uh, everybody else. Okay, game. Everybody else. <laughs> Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh, by the way, we will be having our Jets, uh, our house resident Jets fan, PK Ripper, will be on episode three hundred. He's gonna do. He's gonna pop in and throw. Back we just have everybody here. who's ever joined the show on. We're gonna. It's gonna be crazy. I'm gonna tell you. I'm, I've started setting it up, and it's uh, it's looking pretty good. Are you? Are you gonna get? Are we gonna get Waz in for a section? Yeah, can we get sure. ever? Can we get everybody who's ever done a segment? Are we missing? Well, anybody? I want Waz. Yes, we are. We gotta, what, yeah. Are you still yeah. friends with the girl who was on like episode two or three? Yeah, Molly. Molly. Yeah. yeah. I don't want her anywhere. She's joining my league now. She's joining my big money league. She's joining the big money league, and there's like a riot because she's really good at fantasy, and some of the little turd balls in my league that aren't that great are like. It's big money league. They're like, dude, I heard she's good. I'm like, yeah. What do you want? What are you trying to get? We're trying to get duck butter in here? No, yeah, she's good. <laughs> step up, step up your game, butts. But she was like, talk shit and smarter than everyone. I can't wait for her to be in there. But fuck her, she's not coming. On. I want to know. So, <laughs> so for show 300, are you gonna have like a setup in here that's kind of like Kramer had, where he stole like the Merv Griffin set on Seinfeld? Hopefully, but it's not you. It's we. I'm gonna I'm calling some call girls too. I'll be right, I'll be right. Hey, Doug. Do you like Doug? Thanks. What? Yeah, Doug. Doug. Do you like Doug? Ah, uh, dogs. Sure. Oh, thanks. Um, Doug party. Yeah, it might was. Just tell me, just needs to pop in for. Two of the seven. I'm talking about everybody. Who else we got? Yeah, just we get got you. you reach out to Watch. Mo. Yeah, we'll get Stavish here. The only problem with Stavish. Mo. Wait, was Stavish ever on a show or did Stavish just walk Stavish in the, during the middle of a show? He did that, but he was. <laughs> that show with Molly was with Stavish as well. Oh, okay. But Stavish will come in and we'll, he'll smoke the whole place out. We'll be contact <laughs> out. And we won't be drunk and slurring. We'll just be friggin' passed out. Who wants to talk? In the, in the penalty box. Yeah, we'll be. Exactly. But yeah, we'll get him to come by. Um, Alright, let's go to... We're done with the Jets? Let's go to our yes. next game. And we need to wait a little bit on a uh, word from our sponsors. So, Jaguars at, <laughs> at 49ers. <laughs> Alright, well the Jaguars have been hot, man. Jaguars have clinched a playoff spot. Blake Bortles turning it on lately. All of a sudden, Mr. Keelan Cole, uh, Mr. Mickens... Uh, you know, D.D. Westbrook didn't even do anything last week. No Fournette last week, and Blake Bortles got done. Is Fournette going to be back? He practiced today, so Fournette should be back. I think he's going to be back, but Blake Bortles is now quarterback 13 on the season. Over the last four weeks, 22.6, 23.1, 18.6, and 25 fantasy points. And he's been doing that on 27 to 35 attempts per game. He's been accurate. He's been taking care of the ball. And he's hitting the big plays. Really? Really? So he's, so he's not even doing this on that high volume? No. Ca- no. Cause look, he, wow, that's not that's it's, pretty It's pretty amazing. And this is the, the crazy thing is that the whole talk was when you go back about seven weeks – in Jacksonville, they were writing Blake Bortles off. You know, we're basically done. We're, we're, we're selling ourselves from him. And now it's like that, someone wrote the article, I think about two or three weeks ago, with Blake Bortles starting to play well and the, and the Jags uh, on the cusp of making the playoffs. Are the Jaguars going to play themselves into the situation where they're stuck with Bortles because of making the playoffs? 
where they just it's feel like they have to sign them. And, Great question. And they might because it's like, are you going to – you have the defense right now that is – Getting to be of the caliber, and if you add more into it in the draft next year or with a little piece here or there in free agency, to be just the most dominant defense th- that we have seen. You don't need to add anything to it. But it's it's already like, the most dominant No, no, but defense. when you add it, but they're going to add to it. So do you just keep Blake there because it's consistency and continuity and, hey, you know, the thing is, you know, but are you going to lose Allen Robinson? But, look, you've been doing all this without Allen Robinson. You've been doing it with all these Keelan Coles and these different weird guys. Yeah. Um, I, I think Bortles is, you know, right there in the range of, you know, QB 12 to QB, you know, QB 8 to QB 15 this week. So I, I think he's definitely in starter consideration. Uh, against San Francisco, they're a weak team uh, defensively. Third worst against quarterbacks, allowing 18.8 fantasy points per game. Yeah, uh, there's just nothing to not like. Um, uh, I, I think Bortles is in your lineup. As for receiver, though, I think it's much, much harder. So now here's the thing. like Mickens is the guy that I, I think was more fool's gold. Uh, Keelan Cole is the guy that now has done it, what, three, he's getting a touchdown in each of his last three games, if I'm not mistaken, and has started to really assert himself. So if I'm going to take my shot with, and he's been on the waiver wire, and he's probably added in every league right now, but if I'm going to take a shot with the guy, I'll go with Keelan. Uh, you know, big play. Uh, I'm not looking for a guy that, I, that I'm, uh, I'm looking to play in my championship that's going to give me five catches for 50 yards. I want a guy that has the potential to give me five catches for 125 yards. Couldn't it be? Couldn't his uh, his jig run run out though? It could. It's been but, a good, but again, it's been a good run. Like, it's like, a, right when you start actually putting him in your lineup. It's, San Francisco. It's a good matchup. So against wide receivers. Yeah, but this San, could be a game where it is like a guy like D.D. Westbrook. Or maybe Marquise Lee, but it feels like he's very banged up at the moment. Yeah. Lee feels very banged up. Didi was the guy that came on strong, and all of a sudden he was getting all the targets. But if you look over the last two weeks, Didi has not seen the target share uh, that he was seeing, and you know he, he got. Well, that's because he was seeing a twenty-seven percent target. I know, but which is an elite wide receiver what, one what, target. What was share. he targeted last week? I think it was like he got like I think it was like four targets or something on the game, and he got like most of those in the first about set first or second drive of the game, and then he basically didn't see the ball except for one more pass. So I, I don't know. I think last week was a bit of an outlier. It may um, be, but Keelan Coles has been doing it now for three weeks in a row, and I understand what you're saying about it. Eventually, time is going to end. Uh, but the thing is, if I'm looking just to, especially if you got him, a lot of ways you could have just picked him up off of the waiver wire this week for this game. If that's the case, you want to throw him into that flex spot, I'll at least take that shot. The one thing with D.D. Westbrook that we haven't seen, even with the amazing speed and everything, is they haven't found a way to get him the ball downfield that they have with Keelan Cole. So... Do, you know, if you're in a standard league, and if I'm choosing between Cole and I'm choosing between Westbrook, I'm going to go Cole. Nice. We're moving on to the 49ers. Sure. Garoppolo, looking great. The franchise has got to be fired up. These guys are winning tough games, but remember you, said wise, remember you said they're going to win as many games as the Bears? Yeah. Well, yeah. We're right there now. Three in a, three in a row. I know. Um, and I can see them winning this game. To be honest, they're at home. Could be. I know the Jaguars are great, are, are a good team, but 
Uh, I can see him winning this game. This is another team of, of like nobody wide receivers that are starting to get it done. But Good Garoppolo, three straight one hundred yards. Listen, I would, was been preaching Goodwin on my waiver wire like five weeks ago or so, uh, six weeks ago. He has been amazing, and it was like, I remember it was the game that I saw when it was like this one play, and you could just see his world class speed. Where it was like he's running side by side with the, the, the defender about 20 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. The guy throws him the ball. You see him speed up. He has left the other guy in the dust. Then he has to wait for the ball to come down, yeah. and then the guy tackled him as he Six. caught it. But from being a one trick pony finesse guy, he has become I'll run every fucking route. I will do whatever you ask me to do. I will make the tough catches. I'll take the big hit, and I'm going to hold on to the fucking ball. He and and Garoppolo be a good place for Sammy Watkins and I, I read. Uh, oh well, that would be a great I, place. Listen, because look, if you want to get with a quarterback like Garoppolo, if Garoppolo can come into a team that with C.J. Beathard under quarterback who was getting destroyed, uh, you know, was able to have like some you mean Pierre Garcon. No, no C.J. Beathard as a quarterback okay. had a couple moments where you know he was able yeah, to, yeah, to, get, yeah, to get things done. Then all of a sudden you get Garoppolo comes in and he is just in control. He's not getting sacked. He's able to have a good presence about himself. He senses the pressure. He moves around. He can run. He's throwing passes on the run. He's completing at a high percentage. If you're a wide receiver, why wouldn't you want to go there and play with a guy like that? Got Garcon. He'll be back. He's injured. You got Goodwin and Sean. He's just got that top off, but also he can get it done. Uh, him and Garoppolo obviously and have Shanahan. a connection. Shanahan is a stud. Uh, I've read something in a mock draft. I think it might have been Sports Illustrated, maybe Bleacher Report, that said uh, SMU's uh, wide receiver Cortland Sutton, that they were going to maybe go after him, uh, more of a big body guy to match up with all that speed and the little stuff uh, that they've got going on. But I like Sammy Watkins or even an Allen Robinson. We know he's on the move. Uh, 49ers are on the up and up, I think. Yeah, that, but that's the type of guy they need. They need a Sammy Watkins or an Allen Robinson. They don't need another guy to talk about, like a Paul Richardson. That, that doesn't totally. help them. So, um, All right, well, what do you think? We talked Garoppolo, tough matchup. I'm not playing Garoppolo. I'm not playing Goodwin. Huh? I'm not playing anybody. Like the- Hyde? Howell's Hyde? You got it right last week. Don't play Carlos Hyde. And now, you know, it's an even tougher matchup. Yep. Like, there's nothing wrong with the matchup last week, and it just didn't work out. So, let's move on. 49ers, not not the week to bet your uh, fantasy championship uh, against the Jaguars. Defense. No, but if you had bet, bet in on Garoppolo or a streamer for the last couple weeks, he's paid you well. Absolutely. And the whole team, the franchise as a, as a whole is in a... Much better place going into next year's fantasy drafts than than we've thought about them for the, literally the last. Other than right when Kaepernick started rolling, they've been basically a virus that you want to stay away from in fantasy. And you can kind of see a, a change of uh, a change of guard there. The Winds other change. The other thing is too, if you've been a guy that picked up Goodwin and he's been giving it to you, and you're like, I'm not benching him. Don't be stupid, <laughs> right? If you have someone based on matchups that has a much better matchup, especially considering that Goodwin has the worst matchup in the league this week, yeah. and when the Jaguars look at what the 49ers are doing on offense, the guy that they're going to try to shut down in the passing game is Goodwin. For sure. So he'll get shut down. For sure. 
All right, second of the oh, afternoon. Enjoy Jalen Ramsey. He's good. Uh, second of the afternoon games, Seahawks at Cowboys. This one. Um, one team going one direction, one team going another direction. Who knows? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if either of these teams, teams are, are going, going any direction. I don't know where, which direction. I think they're, they're, they're both 8 and 6. One team gets Ezekiel Elliott back. They're battling, man. Like no, no this is a huge fucking game. It's gonna be. It's gonna be probably huge, 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 huge. huge. This will be like huge. a game with fire and fury like you've never seen before. It's a little <laughs> bit of Bernie Sanders and Trump there. Well, I, I, thought they were, I thought that was Mayor Quimby. Maybe so. <laughs> that era, era. I don't know. <laughs> Good times. Go on fantasy football. I'm gonna just sit here and watch. So you gotta feel. I, I would imagine you gotta feel good about Russell Wilson, as as bad as it's been for Russell Wilson. This Cowboys team has not been very good. Russell Wilson is responsible for basically all of the offense that you get from Seattle. So can you lean on him this week? That, that's the question. Because one thing Dallas has sort of done well is get pressure off the edge with Demarcus Lawrence. Um, now you're looking at a, a line, Seattle's line, and lack of line, whatever you want to call it, that struggles with pressure. And it has shown up. Uh, and with Sean Lee back, this defense is completely different. Um, so there are some concerns for Russell Wilson. I think he's still in that range because he is the only guy. Uh, but there has been a little bit of showing from Mike Davis when given opportunities. I don't think that's a guy you can go out and start, but he, he's been more serviceable than guys like Thomas Rawls and Andy Lacy and McKissick, who shouldn't be running the ball. Um, so, Russell Wilson getting it done. Uh, but now, is, is it Doug Baldwin time? Is it Jimmy Graham time? Two guys that have really struggled over the last two weeks. Jimmy Graham especially. Jimmy Graham has negative one yard over the last two weeks, so there's that. Uh, but this is a great matchup against Dallas, who even with Sean Lee in the lineup, you know, struggles to cover opposing tight ends. So I think if you somehow survived with Graham, I don't think there's very many better options. I got an option. Valverde. Just worry about getting us a gun, eh? Yeah. Just yeah? This is a shotgun, sir. It's a fucking anti-aircraft gun, Vincent. Yeah, well, I want to raise some pulses, don't I? You'll raise hell. Never mind pulses. Never mind pulses. Um, going back uh, to the rest of the game, um, you know, I, I think Doug Baldwin also should be probably in your lineup as a wide receiver three. Uh, he's got, you know, a pretty good matchup going up against Dallas corners and should be able to, you know, do some things. Uh, you know, he's got a couple teams that he really struggles against. Uh, the Cowboys aren't one of them, so I look for Doug Baldwin to get back on track. Uh, other than that, I don't think you could start Paul Richardson or Tyler Lockett with their up and down, sort of in and out, switcheroo. Which Especially Tyler be? Lockett. I mean, you, there's no reason that you should be playing him. Yeah, this is big time. Tyler Lockett's the epitome of you're going to get that one big game every four or five weeks. 
Are you going to bet on that this is the game? And is I'm it not. even that big of a game? No, it's, it's the it's most like fun big for him, but it's not. 90, that maybe ninety yards and a touchdown, or one hundred and ten yards, no touchdown. All right, let's move over to the Cowboys side of the table. Zeke, 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 Zeke. Coming back, every, owners are waiting. Coming back to a tough one. I'm going to tell you right now. This, it could be blow. It could blow up in the face of uh, of owners that are fired up for Zeke because I think in the same way that you. T- over the last three Seahawks are going to focus on this team. I know that Gurley gashed them. Go ahead, go ahead. Over the last three weeks, they've allowed 5.1 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Over the last five weeks, that number's 4.41. And then on the season, it's 4.03. So I don't think that the Seahawks' defense is anything to worry about this season, especially with how banged up you know uh, Wagner is. And he's got his own damn teammate, Earl Thomas, coming out and saying, Ooh, I don't think this guy should be playing right now. He's real hurt. Uh, and then the response is, keep my damn name out your mouthy. Uh, so it, it, it's always no, it's always a good time in Seattle, you know. It's never a dull moment at all. But I, I'm not sitting, like, Zeke is locked into my lineup. If I mean, of course, you're not. For that long. There's not and, one person that's not playing this guy. And... I think he's a top five play. They feed him the ball, but it also increases Dak's potential because we've seen the splits with with uh, oh. Zeke in the lineup and with him out in there are gigantic. And with him back in there, it improves everybody's sort of projection. Yeah, everyone who uh, who on the, who were contrarians who thought, well, Zeke's going to be out. This is going to be the time where Dak is able to pick it up. No, when they did not run the ball. Dak was horrendous, and it took them everyone on that. Right, offense. but the whole offense looked horrible. When terrible, terrible, it's terrible. Ter- terrible Broncos, terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> you get to the point where they Indeed. finally recommit to running the ball with both Rod Smith and Alfred Morris, and once they do that, all of a sudden they start winning games. Dak is uh, being a little bit more effective in fantasy, but basically, it doesn't affect. What happens with the wide receivers one way or the other? You can't be they're, out there starting. They're pulled. Des Bryant, you're starting as a flex, and maybe you're benching him. And other than that, everybody else should be benched. You should not be playing Terrence Williams. You should not be playing Cole Bees. And these people have. I, I didn't even include them in the last waiver wire as like anyone, not, not even like. You're not even fooling yourself. Don't even think about them. I didn't even want you to be in your thought process. I don't think you're benching Des, but. He's not anything higher than a wide receiver three or a flex. Wide receiver two. On the season, he's wide receiver. On the season, he's wide receiver 20, right? Uh, remove um, remove that touchdown, missed tackle touchdown remove, two weeks ago. Remove touchdowns? Hold on, hold on. But remove that, and it's been a bleak seven weeks for the guy. Yeah, the 50-yard touchdown that would have been. Remove that, right. and it's bleak. And but you, that's, and he drops that's what Dez does. But he breaks on, but, but, you, but you've said that before with other players. Remove the large player. Right. We, we've argued that, one there, that one there would probably move him from wide receiver 20 to wide. That was also 50 yards. That's a whole game for him in yards. It, was, it, was, it would it move was, him down to like wide receiver 28 or 29. Even, even more so, I think. That's how clump that is right there. But I agree. You can't take it away. It happened. But Dez is not a confidence start. As in wide receiver two, even. Um, who who plays cornerback for Seattle right now? I know, but uh, is is, is Dak going to throw the ball? 
He doesn't get 10, 12, 14 targets. You know, when you get seven, saw, six, seven targets and three of them are completely not even close, it, it, it's hard to put up a lot of points. What's his name? ESPN guy, Ed Worden. Worder. 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 He, he, he did a tweet about saying right. how Dez is going to have to uh, he's take a... He's take, not even the ESPN guy. Yeah, I know. He, What's he, his name? I said, I said he used to be. Worder. Worder. I wasn't confident in his name, so I mumbled with it again. Um, but he put posted something. He's like, yeah, Dez is going to need to take a pay cut next year to stay with the, the Cowboys. They got some other oper- uh, you know, things they got to fill. Oh, the Desbians came filing in. Like, he earned his paycheck on, the, on his rookie contract. I love this. I, I love think Dez would be better served going somewhere else. But He's the Cowboys like, yeah. and, and, and Jerry won't let him go. No one wants him. You know what, though? No one wants him. He'll be better served going somewhere else. I, I, I believe it. Why? I, I don't think he's fast. I think he's game. I love the catch. I think he's a great player. I think, it's, I, I think you're right. I, I agree with you. Enough. His, if you get the ball in his hands, he's a beast. But the explosiveness is not there. Same thing with I'm seeing a little bit with AJ Green toward the end. Like when I was watching. Uh, who was the who was the matchup that he had just recently with one of the better cornerbacks? Um, Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. Rhodes, right? Oh, okay. and they were showing a lot of isolations. And the they were week before the other Xavier guy. And, and you're seeing AJ. You know, the same thing happens with Dez. When they get that good corner who wants to get right up on him and yeah, just yeah, get right yeah. in their face and gives them that first chuck or the first hit right to the right to the solar plex, all of a sudden they're off of their entire route. And it was like I was watching that AJ Green game and it was like he couldn't get hardly anything going because and then and I'm like, why are they not looking at it? Well, they don't show the isolation. That's why they're not looking at it. But also And then you look at Dez, it's the exact same thing. But it's the same thing that we talked about before, and let's move on. This is game planning, whatever, but AJ Green, he always stands in the same place, stands still, never goes in motion, never is being moved. And of course, you got a guy sitting right there. But if you put him in motion and hold it out and then press hike, then the guy can't shuffle you at the it's the same it's 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 football one on one. I just don't understand guys that they just have the same thing happened two weeks ago with Brandon Cooks against the other Xavier dude on the Dolphins that locked him down. Crushed him all all game. Um, he was just little five nine dude that's 175 pounds at the line of scrimmage with a bigger guy that's just as fast and much stronger right in front of him. Boom, boom, let me crush you. Put him in motion and let him go off of a hike. Now all of a sudden it's not so easy to hit this fucking yeah, guy. We get these offensive quarters. You're right. You're on a, I don't I don't understand it either. You must have all these different plays. If you if this is your best receiver, you have to say when this is happening to him, we're going to try this, this, Movement. and this, and one of these four Movement. things is going to work. Where he put him in a position where that guy, whether either we're making a, an outside defender have to cover the slot or he won't cover the slot because he's only an outside defender. But you, but the the stupid. Uh, reluctance to sit there and still try the same thing again and again and again. It's it's infuriating. Last thing I'm going to say, we'll let Stag Party uh, get into um, the next thing. Put a, put a guy like Cooks, put a guy like AJ Green, put a Des Bryant, put him in the backfield. Literally put him in the backfield. There, all those offensive linemen now, all of a sudden, the way that you get time and do dump-offs and have short game happening so much anyways... It's so much harder for that DB that's going to be guarding you, whether you're going right, up the middle, left, 
put these players in the backfield more often so that they can get well, some separation. Or, or, or even do like if you say with motion, the way that they used to do it before uh, the advent of the small little midget receiver in the jet screen, um, where you used to have yeah. no, well, the guy would be coming in motion and you'd either you you start him out wide and you either hike the ball before he got to the line, then all of a sudden he cuts off, he's in the slot. Or you let him come across, and you'd even hike it as he's still cutting across the line. So, th- but there's I don't no think way any of those players. No, no, but there was this more. That. You know, it was, but it was the bigger receivers were used in motion. We never see bigger receivers used in motion anymore. It's always a smaller slot middle guy. You never see the the guy on the outside coming all the way in and doing anything anymore. Ah, we could talk about this for hours. Thank you. Save it for three hundred. Save. <laughs> that's the, that's gonna be the new mo. Save it for three hundred. Okay, are we? Done I guess I'm gonna have to do. Uh, uh, this is the game I said we were gonna cruise through. But by the way, so I guess for the 300 no, show, I better have uh, some soundboard from 300. 300. We are Sparta. You better have some soundboard ready. I don't want to hear it like it's not working. The internet's not great. I know, but I gotta either. I, 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 I you gotta, need to play 300 different sound clips. Yes. Oh, there you go. I gotta come up with 300 individual sound clips. Look what you just did. Look what you just did. Hey, it's gonna take him two weeks to even think about it. Hey, so, so uh, I, 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 hey, do it, hey, do it, hey, do it, do it. And I don't want him to be do it, do it, do it. I want one of the sound bites to be do it. Well, you do know, here another one I was it. already thinking about, which is gonna be played, because I was like, we're already three hundred in on this one, even though it's still short. I was Let's, thinking about Conan the the, the musical again. Oh, uh, that's obviously is. That's gonna be in there some part. <laughs> Stag party. What team are we talking about? Where am I? Next game. Right. We're, we're the Giants at the Cardinals. Before we get into that Giants and Cardinals thing, have a listen to this. As I said, the Giants are going to be at the Cardinals. Let's start with the Giants. How I'm not going to talk. How about Ellie? How about Ellie? I mean, Eli. let him talk. Let him talk. I mean, Eli. How about Eli Manning last week? Getting Sterling Shepard going, rolling. Guy had the best game of the season. Uh, you know. Gallman scored, uh, not Gallman, uh, Orleans Darko scored an early touchdown, fumbled, really wasn't a part of the game plan. They went with more Gallman again. Um, and good things have been showing up for a guy like Gallman. He's been looking like a, you know, potentially an impact player going forward. Evan Ingram absolutely locked into your lineup, had one of his best games of the season. Um, so I think that guy's locked in. I think you're locking in Sterling Shepard and you're locking in Evan Ingram and you got no problems with him. I'm drinking a narwhal over here. Keep going. We that's finally shut We finally <laughs> shut up. Um, that, that's the end of the game. It, it only takes 30 seconds. So, so you're done with both teams? You get both teams? <laughs> no, just the Giants. Yeah, just go Cardinals. So we'll, go Cardinals. We'll shut up. Uh, Drew Sands supposed to get the start here. So I think the only player you're starting is Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh, stop! <laughs> just let him go. Man. That's hilarious. Wait, wait. You keep interrupting by saying, "Just let him go." Just let him go. Just let him go. <laughs> I'm interrupting too. I do it. I interrupt. <laughs> it's not as aggressive. Not that. <laughs> Who's there? Interrupting D-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to raise my fucking hand in a minute. Do it. Do it. Just go. Uh, the only player who's starting on the Cardinals with any confidence is Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, we know that Adrian Peterson's on IR. Blaine Gammer's not expected to start this game. It's supposed to be Drew Stanton. So that puts a guy like uh, Ricky Seals-Jones down, down, down in the ranks. Uh, 
potentially boosting up Jermaine Gresham should he be able to play. Troy Nicholas was the guy who really got a bump in snaps last week, played 97% of the snaps without Jermaine Gresham in the lineup. You don't need him as anything. So maybe Gresham plays, and he seems to have a connection with Drew Stanton, but I don't think you can start him with any confidence. So you're starting Larry Fitzgerald, and maybe as a desperation flex, you're looking at Kerwin Williams. But other than that, I want nothing to do with the cards. All right, catch your breath. Anything to declare? Yeah, don't go to England. <laughs> I gotta save that one for the next time we have an England game. <laughs> yes, good point. Um, Note. Noted. All right, we're on to uh, we're on to Monday. This is Christmas Day. Hope all of you guys get all the gifts you want. Hopefully, everyone uh, keeps the charade of um, of Santa in the mix with their kids. And don't drink too much eggnog, otherwise. Tempting. Get Harper, Tony. Do something terrible. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, should have been better games if if no injuries and such uh, had happened. Both these games would have been awesome. But uh, we got. We'll start with the. 4.30 Eastern on Christmas Day. Steelers at the Texans. And a partridge in a pear tree. And no Antonio Brown. And no A.B. Wow, that's so heartbreaking. Better, to be honest though, it's better than it is what it is. I thought when I saw it, I, I thought it was broken leg. It looked horrible. It didn't look horrible, but it looked, his, his, it looked bad. His, Inability to get up and put any weight on it looked horrible. He's, he's, I thought that was uh, that was torn everything. It was a, it was a vicious little uh, a lot of action happened in the, in there. But let's go with the Steelers. What happens? Let's start with what happens with Antonio Brown, the best, who was basically with Tom Brady the only. MVP he had candidate. the chance to to, and the way that he was playing, it was legitimate. Uh, it was over his last three games, he had averaged 153 yards to break the all-time record of Calvin Johnson, right? Yeah. And it legitimately could have happened. He could have gotten to 2,000, and now it's done. And he was in. It was him and Brady, in my opinion, the MVP voting. Yeah, and he would have been the first wide receiver to win since I don't even know Jerry Rice was yeah. there. Ever? No, Jerry won it, but it was a shortened year. He didn't win it that 2000. Uh, eight, oh, he did because he, he had like seven years. He, he, he never won an AP. Oh, okay. okay. So, and the year that he had those twenty-two touchdowns was a shortened season. I know, yeah. sixteen or eighteen touchdowns in like eleven or 12, twenty-two. Twenty-two in eleven games. Yeah, eleven games. I he think. did win the MVP, but it must not have been the AP. Oh, what uh, a season! That yeah, was. what a season. Um, here's what I'll say: Granted, he was playing against some scabs, but still. I no, no, he no, he saw that too, right? Oh, yeah, right. it was, it was, no, it was, it was the lockout. It wasn't the uh, scab year. Lockout. It was yeah, a lockout. It was, it was yeah, a lockout. It was a lockout. Okay, so let's. What AB's out? What what year are we looking for? I think it was that 87. was eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. John Elway won it. And what were look up Jerry Rice's stats in eighty-seven? And I don't care what John Elway's stats <laughs> were. You had to look at it from a wide receiver and go twenty. Look about the stars. era that you're in and go, holy fuck! Yeah, it was ridiculous. You got it. Hold on. Right, I can pull. Well, while we, while we'll talk about it, uh, I get it. I get with it. with Avery, a, Antonio Brown out. Eli, uh, is it Juju? 
Do you like uh, Martavis? Are these guys? I like Martavis. I like Juju. I think Juju's probably a top 20 receiver. Martavis is a top 30 receiver. Eli Rogers is the guy who's going to man the slot. Uh, Eli Rogers is the guy who's going to man the slot. Plays there 95% of the time he's on the field. So he's really a slot-only player. But I also think they're going to run some more Jesse James. Uh, Maybe if Vance McDonald could ever get healthy, he might be an impact play here too. But Jesse James at tight end maybe has a little bit more value. But I think he could play Big Ben, even if it is on the road, because it is one of the wor- they are now one of the worst passing defenses in the league in Houston. So can I, can I give you the 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 rice the rice domination? I just want to run down. Window. I just want to give you game totals. Yeah, like catches, yards, touchdowns for yeah. the entire. There's twelve. My favorite player. This role. is 1987. 87, 87, 12 games. Eight catches, 106 yards, and a touchdown. Four catches, 86 yards, two touchdowns. Six catches, 89 yards, touchdown. Three catches, 70 yards, touchdown. Seven catches, 77 yards, touchdown. Four catches, 108 yards, two touchdowns. Seven catches, 103 yards, three touchdowns. Seven catches, 126 yards, three touchdowns. Four catches, 90 yards, touchdown. Eight catches, 75 yards, three touchdowns. Four That's catches. Four three touchdown game of the season. Four catches, 58 yards, two touchdowns. Three catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> Is that it? And every game was a t- at least one touchdown. He only had one, two, three, four, five games with one touchdown, seven games with two or more. D Rex's favorite athlete <laughs> of all time, right? Do you there. want to hear John Elway's stats in 1987 when he was in the NFL? Yeah, yeah let's hear it. 224 completions on 410 passing attempts for 3,198 yards, 19 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. Rice scored more touchdowns! What? (laughs) Rice scored more touchdowns! The NFC MVP? No, he was the AP MVP. Alright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, When a receiver... Has as many yards, has one third of your yards as a quarterback, and more touchdowns. He's the MVP. I started fantasy and he football. rushed for four touchdowns on sixty-six carries and three hundred. Oh, yards. so he passed him by one touchdown. Yes. As a, <laughs> I started fantasy football, but he loses points season. for twelve interceptions. I'm sorry. The That's following a season, I started fantasy football, and with the second pick, Jerry Rice. I took Jerry Rice, and the first pick I think was Carlos Carson. And wide receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, and at this time, I was born. And so he only got nine touchdowns <laughs> that year. And he was still, but you remember what? 1,300 yards. Yeah, he was the best player by far. But then so. the next year, he had 82 catches, 1,483 yards, and 17. Remember your Carl Pickens rookie of the year? Yeah. Most receivers were getting like 400 326 yards. 326 yards <laughs> and one touchdown <laughs> yeah. for Carl Pickens. So we're going on. All let's right. close this. Uh, let's let's talk. We, I think we did the Steelers pretty good. Martavis, you're going to start now. Can you start him as a flex? Yeah, I mean, you saw him last week, and you saw they fed him the ball because yeah. they had to. And Juju's Juju's in there for you too. Yeah. And obviously, Le'Veon Bell in this game. Well, it's just it's, it just seems like if you got to the championship, I'm sure he was a big part of it. You're feeling pretty good about the workload, the way he's looking. It, this is a guy that is in the prime, prime of his career. A prime that few running backs in the history of the league have ever been in. Yeah, and it's not, you know, this, 
Last year, it's like the last two years, you got about another year and a half, I think two years max of this production out of him before it starts tailing. So he'll still get some good years, but just beware. This is prime. Yep. Prime. If you ball, you get the call. Let's go to the Texans. Texans. Go Stags. There's not much to start on the Texans besides hop, locked in. Yeah, lock in DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know what else you're locking in. I don't know if it's going to be Tom Savage or TJ Yates at quarterback. And frankly, I don't really give a fuck. Um, because DeAndre Hopkins is getting fed targets at a ridiculous rate. They're pushing the ball to him downfield. They're they're just playing fuck it and chuck it with DeAndre Hopkins. It's, it's a smart working. move, right? If you're a bad quarterback, he's the best option you have. Will Fuller does not catch passes. Uh, Braxton Miller, you don't have the offense that's created to give him the opportunities to really be successful. So it's DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Miller. I'm staying away from in this matchup. I, if I have a better option, otherwise I'm starting him and I'm going. I'm really not going to get much out of Lamar Miller today. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you there. Um, you got anything else to say on this thing? Lamar Miller is like a, a, a sort of safe flex, but I don't really want anything to do with it. Right. It's, 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 right, it's, it's an ugly play, right? Because the odds of you getting that him getting that, that 75-yard breakout, big touchdown, and, and making him have, have a 125, 100-plus 100 all, all from scrimmage day, it's not going to happen. It's probably going to be one of these horrible, dragging out 74 yards, total yards from scrimmage, and you're hoping for a touchdown, and you're probably not going to get it. Yep, yep. Uh, I got nothing else on the Texans, so we got, what, one more fucking Let's game? close it out. Raiders at the Eagles. And those of you who are picking up Nick Foles, well, there could be some things that happen that maybe make it not worthwhile for you to do so. So let's start with the Oakland Raiders, who have nothing to play for but pride. Um, and the Eagles may end up having nothing to play for at the end of this uh, day anyway. Yeah. Talk about it. I mean, that's the part that really makes it tough. One thing I do think, if the talk of benching Foles, if he were to be, uh, you know, sub, if they were to clinch ahead of time, because this is the late, late game, uh, they do have the opportunity of knowing what happens with the Cowboys and some other teams on Sunday. And with the, with the Vikings, if they were to lose, or, yeah. So that just makes you believe, like, this, they've got to roll this guy out here. They got to get him some snaps. They got to get him ready, uh, timed up for playoff time. And to uh, me, why wouldn't you want him to be primed up against a bad team like Oakland? It's not like you're putting him out there against Jacksonville, where you're going to potentially get him hurt. Yeah, yeah. I I like Foles. I just don't know how highly I like him. Uh, I, because of that, maybe getting benched at halftime upside. I think he's right around back end QB one. I'm not dying to put him in my lineup. Uh, I'm dying to put this in my stomach. Valverde! It's hard enough to make a living in the boxing world. So every now and then you've got to do something that might not agree with your principles. Basically, you have to forget you're going. Uh, you didn't understand a word he said. All I know is when I was skinny about eight years ago, everyone used to call me the Transformer because I looked like that the guy. The Transformer? Yeah. Your boy is... The Transformer. Yeah. You look like who? 
Transporter. <laughs> <laughs> you look That's like great. Optimus Prime. You are, are you Bumblebee? Or are you, uh, Optimus Prime or Bumblebee? <laughs> Tell me more. Megatron. Were you Megatron? Were you, uh... I hate you guys. That's what you deserve, Mr. Pullman. Before we got my tongue out of my arsehole, Gary. Dogs do that. You're not a dog, are you, Gary? You're not a dog, are you, Gary? I actually understood that. I've been listening to The Who since I was nine years old. So these, some of these uh, dialects uh, I, I get. Sounds like Keith Moon uh, and Roger Daltrey. Go for it. We're not going to interrupt you anymore, Stag Party. We're going to shut this yeah, thing down. It's a free country, isn't it? Well, I ain't a free shot, is it? So fuck off. Sorry, it's a free country. I had to use my first amount of right. <laughs> Stag Party's gonna use the second Go amendment. Go ahead! Second amendment, no matter what. I'm ready to bear arms! Uh, <laughs> like, Ajayi's probably a flex play at best. The rest of the running backs are out of consideration. I think you could start Alshon Jeffrey as a wide receiver, two wide receiver, three, or a flex. Uh, we did see a little bit of chemistry with Foles, and Foles has been uh, the type of guy who will chuck it up to his receivers and give them chances on occasion. So if I own Alshon, you know, I'm worried because it's Nick Foles, but, you know, depending on other options, I think he's still in your lineup. Zach Ertz, I think you're still locking him in. We saw the touchdown last week uh, and enough involvement in the passing game to keep that going. So that pretty much wraps it up. Trey Burton? No. Can we talk about Raiders at all? No, we didn't, but we're going to. Oh, oh shit. I was supposed to say that. It's fine. Oh, good. So we're having a good time. We're but the but look, party up. this is in, in Philadelphia. When you're talking about the Raiders, you're talking about what Derek Carr has not done for you to this point. He's going to continue to not do it for you again to this point and in this game. Um, I'm not trusting any of those wide receivers. I just this is not a good game for the Raiders, especially if this is a game where the Eagles need to win it in order to clinch up their stuff on, at, on their home field. It's not going to be a pretty sight for the Raiders um, on, on Christmas. Do you think the Raiders wish they hadn't given uh, Carr all that money at this point? You know what? I, I don't think it, I don't think that's their their problem at this point. I think he looks terrible. I think Stag Party. Everything you said off season, I'm, I, I I saw he looked great in moments last year. Yeah. Um, but he just. Well, the other thing you got to worry about is that, like, you know, Michael Crabtree is not the youngest wide receiver in the world. Uh, Amari Cooper, as everyone had said when he came out, he was the most polished wide receiver coming out. But don't expect to see a lot of growth out of him as a wide receiver. Does what you get as a rookie. doesn't love the game, and, and you haven't seen that. You're right. Like he's not a guy that actually like watches football, right? He's kind of like, he's like Megatron. It was much better because he had just had the freakish build. But Megatron was kind of the same way. He's just like kind of a loose football player. Like Amari Cooper. Is going to be trash for a long time. I'm, I'm going to tell you, he'll be, he'll be. He's basically David Boston. Well, I just acquired him in a dynasty league this year when I had when I was losing and I traded Le'Veon Bell. So yeah, terrible. I hope it works. I got him and Hunter Henry. Him and lacerated kidney for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, at seventy three dollars of a two hundred dollars salary cap when I was out of okay. it, okay. along yeah, with yeah. a rookie draft pick. So yeah, I, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I got fair what enough. I could get out of it. Fair enough. <laughs> um, anything else we want to talk about on the Raiders? Cook, he's been dropping passes. Uh, Marshawn, 
Ceiling is low, floors low, but I better think, than I think better he's than a running big. back too. Better uh, than yeah, he's, but he's good. It is but the Eagles' rush much. defense. This is a tough defense to run against, and again, on the road, and even if the Eagles have everything locked up, I just don't. See, I see this almost being like again a team in the Raiders that it just seems like they packed it in versus a team that has just got things rolling and secondary guys uh, like the celebration. You know, it's kind of like where. Think about how many different uh, touchdown celebrations the Eagles have done, from the bowling to the they've done like almost everything. They I they, hate that they shit. have, but 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 look, they've embraced it, and so what that does is it energizes the whole team. So second team guys want to get out there so they can do their secondary <laughs> routine. So this is where it's like I don't, I don't think that. Just because the Raiders get to face a secondary team, you're facing a, a, a guys that have been chomping at the bitch just to get on the field, and it's it, and the the Raiders are just playing the string out, and this is where you see it, especially on the end of the of the week on Christmas. I just want to go home. I just want to open up some presents. Too fucking bad. Your presents gonna be coal because you're the Raiders. Right in the string out. What do you got? You got anything else to close this out? Or are we going to get into some talking heads, stag party? Give us your last words here. I mean, Michael Crabtree should be locked in. Other than that, I can't really find a piece uh, that should be absolutely locked in. It should be Marshawn Lynch maybe as a flex play. Other than that, maybe hope uh, Mari Cooper can get a little bit healthier. But even if he's healthy and you have him on your bench, I think that's where you got to leave him. Crabtree last week um, had 17 uh, targets. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty enormous. So uh, you definitely want to play a Krabby Patty. Nice show, fellas. All, All right. right. Episode 297. This is your championship week. Uh, hope everyone has a wonderful holiday with their family. But more importantly, we hope you guys win your fantasy matchups. Saturday is a good start. Lock it through on Sunday and then on Christmas uh, Day. If you guys, if any of your teams can bring you home a championship, bring hoist in the hardware, that could be the best Christmas present you ever get. Even if you're not a celebrator of Christmas and you're of another faith, still, whatever it is, it's a great present. And uh, we're getting ready to close out here. So, talking heads. Shut her down. This is nothing but flowers. This is kind of a, a great commentary on uh, how everything has been commercialized. And imagine if everything just went back to the way it was. Love you guys.